Holidays, everybody. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the Cranked and Ranked Holiday Special. Um, or, you know, just just name it whatever you whatever you celebrate. I'm, I'm using the term holiday to be all-encompassing because I know we have people that listen to us all over the world, some of which celebrate Christmas, some who celebrate other things. And honestly, like, I celebrate Christmas... But, you know, we're not religious and I've never been religious. And so Christmas is like the word Christ has nothing to do with Christmas for me. It's it should just be called by my daughter presents, miss, <laughs> um, because that's what it's all about. It's just the I, I it's weird because I enjoy the season. Like yeah. I actually have as I've gotten older, especially I've started to really enjoy just the overall vibe. And I don't really mind the music anymore. And I have fun dec- decorating like the tree and stuff. And, yeah. you know, it, it, the whole thing, for some reason, it, it's a really good vibe for me. But there's just no religious connection for me at all. I'm, I'm, I'm the same. You know, I've, I've never I've never hated Christmas. I know that there's there's like a subset of kids like when they hit their teen years where everything has to be edgy. I never <laughs> I never fell into that. I was never like. I was never like, I fucking hate Christmas. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You got an Xbox for Christmas. Tell yeah. me you hated that, dickhead. I but think yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I hated Christmas in my 20s, but that, I, I just, I had a, it was, I had a de- depressing 20s and I just couldn't find anything about it that I liked. And I, and I also hated that so many people kind of do this fake, like, we're being happy and loving everybody for just this time of year. And I'm like, well, why can't you do it yeah. the rest of the fucking year? You asshole. Yeah. <laughs> have some, have some integrity. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like I said, this is the holiday special, which means it's going to be like this. It's just kind of whatever. Um, this is really for the, the fans, the, the peanut butter platypuses out there, because I think most people, if they're coming to this, you know, why are you not ranking anything? Oh, we are going to rank something by the way. Yeah. But, uh, but this isn't that kind of episode that, that I think this is the kind of episode for those of you out there that just love hanging with us and hearing us chat about whatever. This is the episode. Um, it just happens to be holiday themed. Yes. So and if you look my if on the video, I've got my my lighting. I set my lights to Christmas and then this is what happens. It blinks red, green and yellow. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever, hey, and I've got my and I've got my Santa hat on, so it's it's a it's a vibe, solid vibeage going on there. Yeah, yeah, and, and I was able to wear. I haven't. I've never worn this shirt. This is this my Metallica whiskey in in a jar shirt nice. that my 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 wife and my daughter got me for Father's Day, but it has like the baseball sleeves on it, and so I'm I'm like oh, it's never it's never cool enough to wear that, but it's actually kind of cool outside. So I was like, shit, I'm gonna bust out. That that shirt, nice, um, and it's appropriate because we're reaching the end of the year, and the number one thing I'm looking forward to next year is all Metallica. That's yeah, it's all I'm it's all I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to other things too, but nowhere near as much as that. Well, if you want to know what uh, you know the the psychotic fucking weather pattern in Britain has been for the last week, 
Mm-hmm. Um, we've jumped from like lows of minus five back up to like 10 degrees. And this is Celsius as well, which is, you know, just fucking wild. And like five days ago, I had some of, I had my first real experiences with black ice. Oh. And, and that was fucking scary. I'm not going to mm. lie. Uh, drove to work. I, I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to tell you guys where, but, uh, the, road between my house and my workplace i hit you know hit some roundabouts and roundabout plus ice equals spin um, <laughs> spin about yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's not like i was hitting it at any any speed it just so happened that it was a perfect storm of rain and then freeze and then the ice was like that fucking thick oh, so shit. so so, you know, everybody was, like, trundling along at a snail's pace trying not to spin. And even then, you you still lose a little bit of traction. But yeah. yeah. The, the weird thing over here, so right now, it's it's not really cold, but it's a little cold. But the weird thing is that this next weekend, the weekend of Christmas, hmm. it's supposed to be freezing temperatures. Like, wow. Like, I think overnight one night, it's in the teens over here, which is like well below freezing. Yeah. And I can't remember in my memory a Christmas where it wasn't 70 degrees outside. So, so it's, it's, I'm really looking forward to that. But Mm. once again, this is also Texas where we could just completely lose power. (laughs) (laughs) So, so. We'll yeah. see what happens with that, but either way, I'm looking forward to the cold temperatures just because it's it, you know Christmas never really feels like Christmas over here because you watch Christmas movies. I feel for people in in Australia because it's all like Christmas time and it's fucking like you know the desert or whatever, yeah. and yeah. they watch all these movies and it's all like snow and sleigh bells and everyone's in winter coats and you know we're kind of like that where it's. You know, there have the been so many barbecuing a turkey. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's been so, and I know we have some uh, some fans in Australia. So, uh, good day, <laughs> good day, mate. <laughs> um, I want somebody from Australia to teach me, like, because I know not. I know that's probably not the way Australians greet each other. So, like, you know, like you you have your like wasson. You say that to your family and, and everyone. You know? Yeah, I would like to know, like, the Australian. Like, what do you actually say to each other when you say hello? Like, what's the? It's probably something like "sup, cunts." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> G'day, cunts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, honest, but, honestly, like. It, the accent thing is so funny because, like, uh, Britain as a nation, I've brought this up a few times, it's a fraction of the size of Texas alone, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, you travel for, like, a half hour, the accent's already changed in this country. Like, it's insane. Yeah. You go from, was on, right? Yeah, you? Yeah, right on, to... I, I was talking to Bill the other day, and he mentioned that he was. And you go further, and you get Scotland, and and it's just all these, all these different things. Man, you're like a man of a thousand voices. Listen to that. I've, yeah, I've, <laughs> I think if you're British, you kind of have to be. You got you got to know all the fucking dialects. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a bunch of different ones around Texas, but they're. To me, they're so subtle that I'm just like it. It just sounds like different levels of stupid to me, anyway. So <laughs> whatever. Uh, but, uh, I, love, I love Texas. 
<laughs> <laughs> okay. At least somebody does. Um, so, so it's, so it's, uh, it's last year, our holiday special was we ranked our top 10 Christmas songs. Yes. Which, uh, which I went back and looked at that list. That still holds up. That's a pretty damn solid list. For those of you who maybe didn't watch it, you can find it on YouTube, but also you can just go, if you have Apple Music or Spotify, I think you can search. Can you search Cranked and Ranked Christmas? And you might find the playlist on there because we made a playlist and it's still up. Yeah. Um, but uh, but this year, uh, we're going to be a little more loose with it like we have been so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote down some things to talk about and then we actually have a ranking. Well, it is a ranking. I don't know why I did this, but it's not <laughs> our, our usual ranking. It's kind of a fun one. Yeah, but uh, the one, the first thing that like I thought of to talk about when we were like, well, let's do some sort of holiday show, was um, I immediately was trying to think about like the best Christmas gifts I ever got. Yeah, um, and there was only a few that I could think of because compl- to to be honest, like there's a certain point where uh, you you become a teenager and all of a sudden there's not really anything you want anymore, or at least that's how it was for me. I, I yeah. didn't. I, I, you know, I, I, there was nothing, there was no, I didn't want toys anymore. There, there, if it, if it was something that was like really expensive, I couldn't get it because my parents couldn't afford it. So I couldn't get like, you know, a super Nintendo. Hmm. Um, because what, like the way that it worked for me is that I really wanted an Atari. My parents couldn't afford it. Nintendo came out. My parents bought me an Atari. Nintendo, super Nintendo came out. My parents bought me a Nintendo. So it's like I was always like one generation behind yeah. on on the video games. And so eventually I just went, well, I'm just going to I'll go to my buddy's house and he's got a, a fucking TurboGrafx 64 or whatever the fuck it was at the time. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, for, for me, for me, video games are going to be a, a big part of that you know uh-huh. fest, festive thing because you know you, it, by the time it got to like like september october it was always whenever i wanted something my mum would be like well uh put it on your christmas list you know because you know if if i was a good kid which i was really i wasn't i wasn't a bad kid mm-hmm. um i would you know throughout the year i'd say hey look i really want this and you know it was got for me you know i wasn't yeah sp- I wasn't spoiled per se, but I was just, you know, hey, you did this, you did well, have something. But yeah. I, I remember, I distinctly remember getting, like, my, my earliest Christmas memory that I remember being just fucking awesome was getting my PS2 for the for the first time. Okay. Because, because my um, uncle, who was then currently living in this very room <laughs> had um, a TV set up and it was quite a big TV. It was chunky because, you know, at the time, oh. you know, 2000s, people still had box TVs. Um, Man, the, and some of those were so fucking heavy. Oh, that insane. I remember there was one time that that I moved to a different apartment and I couldn't physically i think at that point i didn't really have anyone to help me move shit i couldn't physically move the tv up three flights of stairs it might so as I well have been a piano <laughs> we had to yeah so we had to hire movers just to come carry the fucking tv up the stairs because <laughs> it wow. was insanely heavy damn dude 
Yeah, I, I just remember, like, here's the thing, right? This is a pretty universal experience uh, that I've had, like, hearing other people's stories about the Christmas they got the fabled PS2. Yeah. And, you know, I I, I remember I, I would play this PS2 because I found out my uncle had, you know, a Simpsons game. This was um, Simpsons Hit and Run, which was basically oh. Grand Theft Auto with the Simpsons. So that, yeah. was a, that was a good way for me to, like, kind of... Uh, I mean, you could argue that was my first GTA game. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But, um, yeah, I remember going in and playing it and thinking, wow, this is really cool. Because I already had a, a PS1, but mm-hmm. we were already into the PS2 generation. So I was kind of like you, where I was a generation behind. Um, yeah. Granted, I was only like six years old, so I didn't really give a shit about that. But yeah. Um, anyway, open the there's there's this box, and it's the original fat PS2 too, so it's still quite a big box. And I open it up, and I just remember like, you know when your when your pupils just go like in oh. a cartoon, like yeah, just holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Um, but then come to find, um, much like many other people who got a PS2 for Christmas, it didn't come with a memory card, so that had to be bought separately a week later because everybody forgot. Um, could you, But you could still play games on it, right? You could still play games on it, but you, you couldn't save your progress. So Got it, okay. What, what would happen was I would try and get as far into Simpsons Hit and Run as I could, and then it was like, right, time for bed. I was like damn, I almost got to the Lisa part, <laughs> you know? And, even- yeah. and eventually, you know, um, I got the memory card. And then that game consisted of, like, my entire first half of 2005. <laughs> that, that, is a, that is some bullshit right there when a company makes something and then says, oh, you can't save your progress unless you buy something else. Like, just yeah. raise the price by 30 bucks and put a goddamn memory card in it, for Christ's sake. That's... That 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 to me is uh, I, I hate I hate video honestly video game companies I'm not I don't play video games really so you know I have no stake in the game but but I hear you talk about stuff like they yeah. just put out video games that aren't ready to go yet and but they just know that they could just f- fix things later by having updates to the games I'm just like well why why even put it out at that point well here here's the here's the flip side about that generation compared to this one is that you know, thankfully for me, during the era that I grew up in, online stuff was still very much in its um, kind of infancy. It yeah. had yet to really go mainstream. That would happen a few years later with like Halo and, and Call of Duty and that sort of thing. I was like the first generation of that massive boom um, of like online gaming where it wasn't just like nerdy anymore. Everybody did it. Yeah. Um, and you were a nerd if you didn't do it. And it, it's weird how these things like flip flop from being a thing yeah. for like basement dwelling nerds to like, hey man, you gotta do this or you're not cool anymore. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, I, I just remember back in the day, this is what I miss from the PlayStation 2. Companies couldn't release something unfinished because people wouldn't stand for it. They'd be like, what the fuck? Well, you can't update this. You know, yeah. it's not online. You can't patch things. So things had to come out good. Um, otherwise, they got NAF reviews and didn't sell shit. Oh, hang on. 
Sorry, it's kind of cold in here. Yeah. Sorry, that was kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore me. It's, tis tis the season. Tis the season to be sniffly. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, that was probably that's one of the most burned into my mind Christmas mornings. Yeah. yeah. My, my first mem- memory of a big Christmas present is f- from the same time for me when I was around six years old. I, I don't know. I don't remember if it was 1983 or 1984, but the thing that I wanted more than anything was there, there was a, I don't know what you would call it, a play set for He-Man that was called Snake Mountain. Oh, and dude. Yeah. And Snake Mountain, yeah, Snake Mountain was apparently, I think that was where Skeletor lived. Because you could buy, you know, Castle Grayskull, the big play set of Castle, which I had that. And then the next Christmas, I wanted Snake Mountain. And the thing that I loved about it, because it, it looked kind of cool. It was all purpley and gray and had like a face on the front of it. But um, on the inside of it, there was a microphone. And it was no really just, way. it was re- I think it was really just attached to a metal coil. And so you'd talk <laughs> into it and it'd be like, oh, and it would sound weird, but it wasn't like an actual microphone. I think it was yeah. just reverberating or whatever. But when you're but a kid, it, you, you don't could, care. Yeah. So I was just like, Stoke Mountain. And I, like, you know, I'm covering my mouth, but you know, it's like, yeah. Um, and I just remember that was like a big deal where like, you know, there's pictures of me opening it up and I'm just like, holy crap, steak fucking mountain, man. Yeah. And uh, those things, like unopened box of Snake Mountain, that shit goes for thousands of dollars today. Tell you what I loved as a kid was Thunderbirds. I fucking loved Thunderbirds so much. You know, with Which the is puppets. interesting because isn't that a show from like the 70s or something? From the 60s. But 60s. It, it, it aired on um, Boomerang and Cartoon Network over here yeah. when I was growing up. So it was like, this is the coolest shit ever. The, the, there's like actual threat in this show. People could die. When, you yeah. know, they're, they're, they're puppets, but I was so invested. They could cut their strings off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, I just remember thinking all of like the, the ships and stuff and they're like the special vehicles that would come out of Thunderbird 2 that were yeah. just so fucking cool. And honestly, my attic is full of Thunderbird stuff. But I remember, I like, I can't remember if it was a Christmas present or not. But I got a playset. Your your um, Snake Island made me think of uh, Tracy Island, which is where is the secret island base where all of the Thunderbirds are at. Oh, and, okay. And basically, there were all these like s- switches and things that would like open hatches, and little mini yeah. Thunderbirds would come out. And I just remember thinking that was like the coolest shit ever. And um, I want, man, I want, yeah, I want that stuff might be worth a lot of money. Your, your Thunderbird stuff. Yeah. The, they're, they're, for the most part, like toys from my past, like I could give a fuck about. Like, I, like, you know, if I, if I, I wouldn't still have Snake Mountain today anyway. I don't, but like, <laughs> I wouldn't hold on to that. But the, the toy that, and it's not just me, my older brother is also pissed off at me because I sold these at one point, like in the 90s. Right. But I had the original Tron toys. Which Whoa. had the light cycles, and the the men were all sort of like uh, see through or whatever kind of, kind of action figures. Yeah, and I had all of the the Tron stuff, and I I love Tron, fucking great movie. It still holds up today, in my opinion. But 
you know, I got older and I just remember like a friend of mine was was doing a garage sale and I just brought my Tron toys and I sold them probably for like five dollars. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> and now I'm just like, no, I that would be a thing that I wish I still had because I had the red and the blue light cycles and, you know, all of the figures, they'd have the little Frisbees that stick to their backs or whatever, you know, that you could you could put in their hands. Yeah, it was a. Pretty damn cool. I was really into Tron when that movie came out, which is weird because like I read about it now and they're like, well, that movie apparently was not successful and like in the box office. I'm like, could have fucking fooled me. That was like any yeah. kid that I knew that knew what they were talking about was into Tron. <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> I was gonna say, tell the entire synthwave genre that because the whole visual aesthetic kind of begins there. <laughs> yeah. Um, um uh, but uh, while we're on the subject of toys, just before we go on to something else, I was going to yeah. say, like, because, okay, I'm, I'm I'm in the Southwest. I can kind of get away with this because it's, you know, a thing everybody knows around here. I'm just trying very hard not to dox myself. But uh, when I was a kid, and I mean, when I say when I was a kid, I used to go to this place, but it's still there now and, you know, go there from time to time. There is this huge shopping center called Trago Mills. And holy shit, the toys department at that store at that like shopping center mm-hmm. used to be the shit when I was a kid. And you would go there and there'd be all, all these wacky things. It was like two levels in the middle of this thing. Apparently wow. during the 80s it had a giant spider that would like descend from the ceiling and come back up. And uh, all this stuff like it was wild just to to take it all in as a kid and i remember there was a giant um dinosaur at one point too that would roar at you um but there was a corner in this like thing right at the top where they had these like metal figurines that rolled around on a on a track of every single train from thomas the tank engine and i can (laughs) straight up i've got a solid ninety percent of them, wow. somewhere in that attic, and they've got to be they've got to be worth something because you know c- c- collections like that. Every time I would go to Trago Mills, it would be a uh, um. So I wonder who I'm gonna get today. Maybe I get Percy. Maybe I get James. Fucking hell! I might even get Gordon. But yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> you know. L- Looking back, you know, it's just it's just such a cute little memory because I remember being like four years old and getting yeah. getting another getting another Thomas toy to like stick on my little train track and s- set the whole thing up, you know, and you could connect them together so you'd have like a train and like yeah I that's really nice I just, I I just remembered yeah. something nice yeah I mean that I mean that one that's that one was way I was already an adult I think once Thomas there's a lot of really big kids stuff that has remained popular that that i was too old for like by the Mm. time pokemon was a thing i was already i was way past like giving a shit about any of that stuff Mm. but you know a a lot of these things became massive and you know even even my daughter though didn't really catch on like we watched some thomas the tank engine yeah but she wasn't really that into it and same thing with like She's never really been in that. She she liked collecting the Pokemon cards, but that was yeah. kind of it. But it's weird with with her with toys. It's always she, there's my daughter has never been anyone until she got. She's been she's a little older now, 
mm-hmm. when she was a kid, there was never a big thing that she was asking for. And it's weird because I remember that was every year. Every year there was some really huge thing that I that I wanted, but my daughter's never been that way. And she's always seemed perfectly happy with like the random things I get her. I mean, sometimes I'll get her, you know, like we got like a, a Wii at one point and I bought her like an Xbox one year. But, you know, she loves those things, but she never comes to me and says, I, I, I really want an Xbox more than anything. It's yeah. never, never been like that. I tell you what, right, before we jump off of this, how could I get to this point without mentioning anything to do with Doctor Who, right? When when Doctor Who came back with Christopher Eccleston and then David Tennant, like, that's my era. Like, Mm -hmm. straight up, as soon as I hit, like, seven years old, or was coming up for it, and that came back, um, now, bearing in mind, they had, like, a full life-size 60s Dalek in a book... Um, oh wow! Bookstore like in um, Truro, which is our county's only city, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is a glorified town with a cathedral in it. Uh, but <laughs> I remember we went in there, and it was, um, you know, it was kind of scary, but also kind of fun as a kid. I'd like stand in front of it, and it would detect you, and it would go exterminate, <laughs> and it was yeah, and I was like ah, whoa, 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 fuck. Don't, don't shoot me. But I didn't really know what Doctor Who was. I just kind of knew that my nan said, oh, my God, that's a Dalek. They used to scare me when I was a kid. And yeah. then when the series came back and I saw one, I was like, that, that's, that's that thing. Oh. And then that was basically my personality until I hit um, secondary school. Daleks. Yeah. <laughs> I had like I, every I, Dalek toy you could get. <laughs> that's yeah. I, I would, I wouldn't even occur to me that they had toys for that. Cause over here they didn't like, you didn't see the, yeah. the, I mean, Dr. Who, when it was re, you know, revamped or whatever, it got a little bit popular over here, but not, hmm. not that much. I, I will say as well. Um, it was such a phenomenon when it came back as well, that they brought out this thing called Dr. Who battles in time which was a um, magazine slash trading card thing. And everyone in my circle who liked Doctor Who collected this stuff. Got the monthly uh, magazine. Uh, I think they made like, they made quite a few over the span of like uh, three or four years. Mm -hmm. But I remember like one time I got like an ultra rare card that would like change the image if you like wiggle it around and you would fantasize about getting these like rare cards um again another thing that's probably worth quite a bit of money in in the attic but like i got so many and every now and again you'd find one with like unique properties where like one glows in the dark i remember the first time i got that one i was like whoa yeah it's it's funny that like when you boil it down it's just like a an image on a piece of card but when yeah it's the collector bug isn't it like it's the it's the same as vinyl (laughs) yeah which which is funny because like i never like i was trying to think when you were talking about that i was like was there anything that i collected like that where i was super excited about it and there really wasn't there was a short period of time where i was i collected mad magazine like i was really into mad magazine but even then, I'm I'm pretty sure my collection was probably like 50 magazines. I mean, to to, to a kid, I was probably like, I got so many. But it was, <laughs> you know, but it, it it wasn't really that big a deal. But it wasn't until 
music came around that I started getting getting into collecting and stuff, which actually leads us to like other presents that were like my my favorite presents of all time. Now, the, my this we're skipping forward to 1992, so literally like 30 years ago. Cool. Um, 30 years ago from this Christmas when I would have been uh, the 14. 14. Yeah. Um, so, and, and this isn't a thing that I care to have anymore, but I just like the story. So I had gotten in, like you, you got into rock and roll, you got into metal and all of a sudden you start branching out to all of these artists that your favorite artists talk about. Yeah. And I had finally gotten really into Led Zeppelin. Oh, cool. And, um, around in 1992, they released a four CD box set of remastered Led Zeppelin stuff. It has like the, the yellow and orange like cover on it or whatever. Yep. And it's like, it's like the size of a record, but it's got circle looking thing. Yeah. It's the size of a record, but it had four CDs inside of it and a booklet or whatever. But I wanted that more than anything. I was just like, so like, oh, this is awesome. It's a box set. It's Led Zeppelin. I'm getting into them. This is fucking great. Yeah. And so I asked for it for Christmas. And then my older brother, who's 10 years older than me, mm-hmm. he, the, the, you know, he was like, you know, we got you, uh, you know, got you a present and he put it under the tree and it was literally the same exact size as that box set would have been. Yeah. And so I was just like, oh shit, I'm going to fucking get it. This is so great. So Christmas morning rolls around and I'm, and I finally get, you know, my brother's all like, you got to open that one last. So I'm like, finally I get to it and I fucking open it up and I open the box and the box, all of a sudden I'm not, I'm holding it. I'm like, it's really light. And then I open it up and there's, I don't see anything. There's like paper in it and I get the paper out of the way and there's a CD inside of it. And the CD is the debut single from Rob and Fab, which if you remember Rob and Fab, that was when Millie Vanilli said, oh no, we can actually sing. Yeah. Here's our (laughs) debut single. And I'm literally like, what the, what the fuck is this? And my brother, like, I think if I remember, he tried to be cool about it for a little bit and be like, well, you're not, you're not into to Robin Fab. I thought you'd be excited about this. And I'm just like, come on, where's the real present? So finally, like after stringing me along for a while, my brother just hands me his car keys and I go out to his trunk and the fucking Led Zeppelin box set is in the trunk. Nice. And so. He, but he like he got a kick out of telling that story for years to come about my face when I saw the Robin Fab CD. <laughs> I'm just like, come on, dude. But that re- became. Yeah, I really wish I could have seen that. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know if my parents have pictures of it. I hope they do. Uh, my dad used to take pictures of everything, so there's got to be some out there somewhere. But th- that was always a thing. Like he, like so that in the following year. The thing I wanted more than anything was Metallica live shit binge and purge. And it was the same sort of thing where we I I I got it as a present on Christmas Eve because we would go over to my grandparents house and we would do like all the, you know, the surrounding family Christmas was on Christmas Eve and then just the home Christmas was Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. And even then 
they had they had me on a fucking scavenger hunt around the house to find the goddamn Metallica box set. And it was ridiculous. <laughs> I just remember getting so frustrated. Like, I don't know. I don't know where else to fucking look. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, you know, they, they clued me in on it and I got my Metallica live shit binge and purge. But it almost made it more, you know, more memorable than yeah. just like, well, here you go. Here's the thing that you wanted. But that right there is the best thing I ever got for Christmas was the live yeah. shit binge and purge box because there's even today you know because i had to rebuy it i told i you know i told the story about it on the video of this when I, I i bought this from somebody but yeah i had the live shit binge and purge box set for many many years and then i let a co-worker borrow it and then that co-worker got arrested yeah <laughs> and, and i never saw it again but i finally got it again but even now like this is why i think it's the best present i ever got i'm pointing to it for the people listening in the podcast world because i have it on my shelf in the back but mm-hmm. um, even when I opened up this thing and I already knew everything that was in it, it was like fucking Christmas all over again. I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot how fucking awesome this is. Yeah. it's To <laughs> me, it's just like the coolest thing ever. Like all the newer Metallica box sets, they're great. I love them. But nothing mm-hmm. compares to that live shit binge and purge box. I just think it's the fucking coolest thing ever. Yeah. Uh, also, how could I forget one more before we move on? Sure. Unless Unless you've got any more. Um, I, I got. I have one more to mention, but it's not. It's not. not it's not a huge story. But we can keep. You know, we're not in a. You know, we have no rules. There's no rules <laughs> on the on the holiday season. Okay. Uh, well, I can't believe I've gotten this far and not mentioned uh, the drum set. Like oh, so the one back, the one behind, look behind you was that not, Christmas? Not not the beautiful big white kit behind me with two kick drums, six toms, and a snare. But uh, it's I, I, I do still have I don't know if you can see it it's probably like right out of shot but I still have the floor tom uh, the it, it's a black floor tom from okay. a, a performance percussion um, drum set and yeah. that was that was my first drum kit I mean it's it's been relegated to a table that I keep uh, the uh, laptop on when I'm making uh, metal history videos yeah but. Um, it's still helping me to this day, but I, I remember, oh God, you know what? I think it will be 10 years this coming Christmas that I got a drum set because I'd been playing guitar for like three years. Uh, mm-hmm. but I also had guitar hero where I had the guitar hero drum set. So yeah. I would, I, I found out that, you know, I liked playing the guitar hero drum set even more than playing the guitar controller and i realized i fucking love playing double bass and i bugged the shit out of everyone in my class because they would always hear this consistent yeah like everywhere i went because i was i was really into slayer at the time as well but, <laughs> uh so you know that shit got annoying <laughs> yeah but yeah uh like i remember saying hey hey look i know exactly where the drum kit can go uh and i think uh, family members were like, oh, where are we going to put it? I was like, we can put it in this this room. Who lives in here? No one as far as I know. <laughs> you know, and, um, after like, you know, seemingly shooting me down time yeah. and time again, I'd be like, hey, look, I just really want a drum kit, okay? They'd be like, uh, we'll see, you know? And eventually, you know, it got to the point where it's like, 
okay, well, we'll bear, we'll bear that in mind. We'll bear that in mind. And then eventually Christmas Day rolls around. And, you know, I get some gifts, you know, and, and honestly, in, in the morning, you know, I get some games, get some albums, get some merch, get some socks and some deodorant, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. but, you know, as, as boys and boys get when they turn into men. But uh, I remember, th- <laughs> I remember thinking that like the whole morning, I was like, I'm really happy with everything I got. But then in the afternoon, after everybody had eaten um, and had recovered somewhat from a food coma, they said, hey, uh, well, come here a minute. And then they walked me into this room. There's a lot of cool shit happens in this room. Uh, and I turn, turn around the corner. I think there's uh, photos of it somewhere. I'll, f- I'll find it. But uh, yeah, I'll walk in. And sat right there is a black five-piece drum kit, complete with a double pedal. And I took nice. one look at it, and and you know it wasn't a high-budget thing, yeah. But it, it had it had so many symbols on it, and I was like, ah, fuck yeah, yeah. I got a fucking drum set. Um, of course, like you know, I'd been practicing on my, you know, hat like hands and knees and 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 things like that, but. Um, that made me sound like I was practicing drums in a weird position. <laughs> it's like That's tapping my hand. Play. Yeah, <laughs> I knew what you meant, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, I just remember turning the corner and being like, "Oh, oh shit, you did it! You fucking did!" Ah, but yeah, that was that was a uh, it. It's funny that you mentioned that now because I totally forgot that I got my first guitar as a Christmas present, but it wasn't as big of a deal because hmm. like. I, I had begged my parents for a while, and then finally my dad said, okay, well, I'm going to, for Christmas, you, I'm going to take you to the pawn shop, and we'll, so I, so it wasn't a, it wasn't a surprise. I went with my dad, and he had to, like, approve of the price, and we only, and, we're, right. and he was like, we're, we're only going to this one pawn shop. We're not, you know, we weren't going to go look around for better deals or better equipment, and mm-hmm. so that particular pawn shop my first guitar was an Aria Pro 2, which was like light wood color with a white pick board. Yep. Um, or pick guard, whatever. Um, and it was heavy as fuck. Mm. It was really heavy. And they didn't have any actual guitar amps. They had a PV keyboard amp. And so <laughs> we just bought that. I mean, it's it's, a, it's still an amp, but it's intended you know, to hook up, I guess, keys or something else to. It's not a guitar amp per se. And so I just remember, but I didn't care. Like I was just so excited to get that. And then, you know, I I don't even remember. I think maybe like it just got put next to the tree and I just had to wait and for Christmas day to like take it and then go play it. But I remember the big thing that I, I, the first lesson I learned was that, you know, I had my guitar and I was like, oh, it's got a, okay, I got a, got the cord. I'm going to plug it into the amp. And I turned it up and it was like, bring. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that doesn't sound, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> it's because there's no, there's no overdrive or anything on it. And I was like, yeah. oh man. So I very quickly had to be like, look, dad, can we go get like a pedal? And then I yeah. got my, I got the, uh, like, it, I don't know if it was like a fucking Ibanez metal tone or some shit classic metal <laughs> pedal or something then finally i could start going dick, 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 which was what i really wanted to do i wanted to ch- chug on on an, an e string and it's what yeah. i wanted to do but uh so yeah that was a that was a christmas thing too but no the 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 thing that was funny is when i was thinking about like well what is it what's the christmas gift 
that like I've used the most or has had the most meaning to me. And obviously the live shit binge and purge one it does. But funny enough, the one from recent memory that it, that is so important, just not only in, in my life, but on our podcast is in 2018, which was the second second Christmas me and my wife ever spent together. She yeah. surprised me with a Keurig machine. Ah. The the coffee machine because nice. I drink coffee every day. Yeah, and and um and I hate making coffee so much, and I'm not a <laughs> coffee snob either. So I just I was like, and I would always see other people that had Keurigs. I'm like, you mean you just put that thing in there and you pop it down and it makes fucking coffee? I was just like, I gotta have this, and I, and she bought me one in 2018, and it's just like I was like, yeah, I've literally used that every day of my life since that day <laughs> and i'm like well that's the fucking best gift i've ever gotten because <laughs> it's you know it's like the that's what gets me going in the morning and for our podcast when it wouldn't i drink it out of the cranked and ranked coffee mug that's how i but, feel um, about our tassimo machine i i fucking love it it's great yeah, yeah. well I don't, I don't even know that brand tassimo that's that's the one we have over here it's probably a, a european variant but yeah oh, okay Everybody so with the pods that you just that you press, yeah. press down. Yeah, same, yeah, same thing. I was real late in the game with that because I think so many people had those before I got it, and so I was just like, "Oh, finally!" <laughs> Does finally. yours also sound like a machine gun when it's heating up the water? Like, well, e- e- every time I hear that, I think anyone who runs <laughs> is a VC. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it, it is pretty noisy. I probably need to upgrade it because I think that it, at that point it was probably the most basic Keurig in 2018. No, no telling. They probably have one with a television on it now in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> you can play Doom on it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, uh, and, and so with, with Christmas stuff, do you have any other presents you want to talk about? Because that's, an, you know, Christmas is all about presents. Um, you know, I think now that I look back, I tend to remember the vibe of a Christmas rather than the actual gifts I got. Yeah. And, and one that stands out to me particularly fondly, even though I don't, I I do remember what I got for this Christmas. Um, and it, you know, they're, they're all pretty decent, pretty damn cool gifts, but, uh, what is it? The one that I remember the most fondly is 2008. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting a Bop It Extreme. Oh, shit. I fucking love that thing. Um, I also got a, a pool slash snooker table in this room. Uh, <laughs> like full, full size? It was kind of condensed down. It, it was, okay. a, you know, it's like a, a pub sized snooker sorry not snooker table pool but it came with snooker balls uh so you could you know see you could switch your balls around a little um (laughs) (laughs) how many times Uh, can you say balls before i start laughing yeah (laughs) Uh, but the thing that now this is a really cool thing because this is like a this was my first experience with getting any uh sweets and chocolate bars from the u.s because my mom ordered up uh, a box you know on one of these like sites where you can get 
um, American candy bundles and things like that. Dude. Yeah. And this thing, I mean, I, I got one pretty much every year since, but this one box in particular, holy shit, it was huge. And I just remember getting all sorts of, like, Wonka stuff, all sorts of, like, Laffy Taffy, every chocolate bar that you saw in 80s movies, Charleston yeah. Chews, uh, you know, Butterfingers and all that. And, you know, this was before... You know, American sweets, as far as I know, were a thing in this country. Um, mm. It was either uh, Nestle or Cadbury uh, up up to this point. And then, yeah. you know, I, I remember just some of the time, first times I had one of these, I was like, wow, this is awesome. Like, just not only having a fucking pool table and a bop it, but I got, uh, you know, games and all of these fucking sweets too. You know, I I had a good... I had a good childhood, you know. I'm, I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. You know, turn around and, but I can be self-aware about it, you know. Yeah, the, the, this year for one of I'm saying it quietly because my daughter's room is across from mine. We got we one of her presents is a oh, box shit. of uh, Japanese assorted sweets. See, um, that's that's the new that's the new one. I yeah. think her uh, I, her her big gift this year is she got a uh, uh, Oculus. Um, oh one of wow. Those, VR things, yeah, nice. She's, she really wants that. The day they put GTA San Andreas in VR, I'm never going outside again. Like, oh, <laughs> like, uh, uh, they're gonna be like, "Well, please go to bed," and I'm gonna be there for like the third day in a row. Like, no, I gotta defend yeah. the hood. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the if I if they did VR, you know, Guitar Hero Metallica, where you can just oh be on the my stage. God. Yeah, that's, that would be. That's when I would start playing video games a lot more. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Christmas over. You're right with the vibe of Christmas because I just remember, like, Christmas time was the only time that my parents actively played music in the house because mm. my my mom owned records and cassettes and stuff, but I rarely heard her playing things. But mm. Christmas, you always knew when when the Christmas season was really kicking in because I'd wake up. And I'd hear like Bing Crosby, you know, singing in the living room. And then I'd smell cookies because my mom would make cookies. And so that that brought my brain to like, you know, what are the what are the foods at Christmas that like are the the most important to you? And I and I, I'd be lying if I didn't say it was just fucking cookies. Like people yeah. are just like, you know, uh, turkey or whatever. I'm like, no, 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 it's it's fucking cookies. Yeah. And um, and over the over the years, the the thing that's become the the Christmas thing for me. I don't know if you have them over there, but over here, uh, tamales is like hmm. the, which is, if you don't know, it's like essentially like this stuff called masa. And then you like, you mix it up with like meat and it becomes like a little, I don't know, a little tube and you wrap it in cool. a husk and then you bake it. Yeah. And I, I'm sure they have something like that or equivalent to that over there. But, um, yeah, I think over here, because I live in Texas, when you live, you know, when you have more of a Hispanic population and I have, you know, at this point, the majority of my family is, is Hispanic now because mm. my family is really small. My wife's family is is much bigger. And so, um, you know, the holidays have become very Hispanic, which honestly makes them way more enjoyable for me mm. because, man, the my daughter goes to a predominantly Hispanic uh, junior high school or middle school. And we went to the their their holiday 
you know, show where every the choir was there and my daughter played piano there and everything. But the, the, the thing that I left there thinking, you know, I was talking to my wife, I'm like, that's the first time I wasn't bored as fuck at a Christmas program at a school. Because literally every other one is just kids standing there going, Frosty the Snowman. But like the... But this year they had like they had like mariachis played a couple songs and the choir yeah. did the choir did songs that I didn't expect them to fucking do like they did Happy Christmas War Is Over by John John Lennon they oh, did nice. Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen and then uh, and then they did like Feliz Navidad and it was like there was a energy to this that I go man this is actually festive. Yeah, <laughs> it's like so. I'm like, I told my wife, I go, she's never going to a predominantly white school ever again because I don't want to have to <laughs> sit through those really boring Christmas <laughs> shows. <laughs> oh, anyway, dude. I I was but, just gonna say, I'm also like a, a f- the food aspect of Christmas is up there with the gifts, in my opinion. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. a- any diet plan I have is is, <laughs> yeah. is is a January problem by this point of the game. You know, it doesn't count. You got to treat yeah. Christmas like like a leap year kind of thing. Like that day yeah. just gets skipped over. No, that yeah. doesn't matter. Exactly. And um, for me, the highlight of the Christmas food thing, cheese and crackers. I go fucking ham oh. on this shit. Like what kind know, of cheese, though? Or a variety of cheese? Oh hell yeah! Like we're we're talking cheese across the board. The only thing I'm not into really is is any of the type of cheeses like the blue that has mold in it. To me, okay. there's an there's an evolutionary thing there that says that's mold. No, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so technically, <laughs> cheese is all <laughs> gone bad anyway, hasn't it? <laughs> well, like that, I remember was it like some someone once said to me, "Hey, like," and, and I'm sure this was I'm sure they were stoned at the time or some shit because this is like just a you know a baked thought. I remember they said, "Have you ever considered that cheese is just a loaf of milk?" And I was like. Never say that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like for, for me, dude, you give me a wheel of brie and a box of Jacob's uh, crackers. That yeah. whole thing is fucking gone if you leave me unattended. Do not trust me with cheese and crackers at Christmas. That yeah. is... You were like, it's like Wallace and Gromit over there. Yeah, you. yeah, literally. <laughs> it's literally like Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. That's orange today, Gromit. Tuesday. That's actually that's actually not a th- you know like the Christmas over here like was always re- yeah it's always been really boring food wise. But I know I think about it, I was like there hasn't been there was there's been cheese, but never like cheese that was interesting. You know, it'd be like, well, here's some crackers and some cheddar or something. And I'm just like, oh, this is not very fun. Give me some gouda or something. You know, yeah. spice it up a little bit, dude. Port Salut. You ever had Port Salut? I don't think so, actually. That that's good shit, man. Stick it on a cheddar. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, the only other thing for me that that and I don't get it very often, but I always really enjoy it is eggnog. And I know that's like kind of divisive. Like some people hate eggnog and some people love it. And I I something happened as I got older and I had eggnog and I go, This is fucking delicious. Like I was I'm going to raise my hand and say, now, this could be because it's more of an American thing. Uh-huh. Uh, eggnog's not really a thing over here, uh-huh. but I'm intrigued and I want to try it, you know? 
Um, I don't even know what it is. Like, it, I don't even, I've never <laughs> tried to look. It's like, it's some sort of milky, eggy thing, but it tastes yeah. like a dessert to me. It, you know, it's like a, oh. it's almost like a cr- Christmas milkshake, but it's, yeah. but it's, it's got to have egg in it. It's called eggnog. I don't, I don't fucking know. Yeah. I could look it up and find out what it is, but I feel like that would ruin the magic for me. Yeah. No, it, like, it, if, if you say it tastes like a dessert, I am down. Oh, it does. To me, it does. Yeah. But, I mean, who knows? I'm down. But, uh. But yeah, and the the we're gonna reset. And then center, moving on. Um, <laughs> this will kind of lead us up to our ranking, but yeah. um, obviously, when, like when it comes to Christmas time, like everyone talks about Christmas movies. Yes, and I and I've been really thinking about this because I started to think about when it comes to traditional Christmas movies, like Christmas movies where there's no argument about whether or not it's a Christmas movie mm-hmm. there. I don't really like very many of them. Like, mm. like we, we, we watched Christmas vacation with my daughter for the first time and, you know, and she seemed to enjoy it. But I was like, this is, I like this, but if we didn't watch it, I wouldn't care. Mm. And, same thing goes like there was the, another one that like when I was younger and I grew up really loving was called Scrooged with Bill Murray. Yeah. And even then, like, I don't have any desire to go watch it, even though I remember enjoying it. But then flash back to just this last weekend. And my daughter's like, can we watch Die Hard again? And nice. I was like, yeah. Because we, <laughs> we showed it to her like maybe two years ago at Christmas time. And so we watched it again and I go, you know what? I'm going to go into this now this time and I'm going to decide for myself once and for all, is this a Christmas movie? And I think that the debate should now be over for the rest of eternity because mm-hmm. it is 100% a Christmas movie. Yes. Because like, because. Takes place at it Christmas. Ta- it takes place at Christmas. There's mentions of Christmas in it. There's Christmas music in it. The idea that it is Christmas is important to the story. Whereas like it's like the same thing. It's like, well, could you can you can you call Home Alone a Christmas movie if you can't call Die Hard a Christmas movie? Because th- you know, the majority of the story about Home Alone isn't about Christmas. It's about a kid being home alone and there's burglars. It could happen any time of the year. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if we're gonna do, go with Home Alone, then Die Hard is one hundred percent a Christmas movie. And then now, now my daughter is like because my daughter likes action movies. Yes, um, she cool. really, she she you know we we've we've shown her like a lot of the ones you know that that we're really into so far. Like she's watched all the John Wick movies and and stuff, and she's into that. She's but seen Point Break. She has not seen Point Break yet. That's one Dude. that I'm going to bust out on her. I, I don't. Uh, that's that's going to happen. But um, now she's all like, well, I, I'd like to watch all the Die Hard movies. And I, and I had to like, and I had to talk to her and be like, look, they start off really strong and it ends really bad. (laughs) And she's she's like, okay. And I was like, well, you might like them, but, um, because I'm one of those people that, you know, we, we just started, we watched, you know, Die Hard 2 and Die Hard 2 to me is really good, but Mm. gets a reputation of not being very good. And I'm like, who the fuck decided that? Because it's. It, I, f- I feel like it suffers from the same kind of treatment that I think Temple of Doom suffers from. It's like 
it's sandwiched between Die Hard and Die Hard with a Vengeance. And people but I love... don't really like Die Hard with a Vengeance, though. See, that that's the thing. But, like, it's it's one of those, like, well, critics liked it. And it's like, yeah, well, critics panned Van Halen when Van Halen came out. And that album's a fucking 10. So, Yeah, you know. critics schmittics. I, I, the movie crit, critiques, for the most part, are really dumb. Because they're mm. just... They're, people... You don't approach every movie like it's fucking Citizen Kane. You just don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that. And, and so, but Die Hard 2 as a movie is really well done. And the story is interesting and it moves really quickly and it's fun. It has all of the things that the first Die Hard has. And even though it's like, you know, how could the same shit happen to the same guy twice? You know, it's that kind of thing. Mm. But the story is is different. It's still like a hijacking, but it's not in another building. You know, yeah. they didn't they didn't home alone to it. They did. They it's a different story. But, you know, but yeah, the Die Hard with a Vengeance, which is not Christmas at all, doesn't take place at Christmas. No. But um, that one to me always seemed really sort of like not focused enough and kind of silly. Once mm. once he's fucking surfing on a truck in the sewer, I'm just like, this got <laughs> fucking stupid. Um, but, uh, but I don't know. People love that one, but they shit on Die Hard 2. And I'm like, I'm sorry, looking at it now, Die Hard 2 is a legit classic, you know, from the nineties at this point. Yeah. Um, I think anyway, but uh, don't, yeah. oh, anyway, but before we get there, the other, cause Die, Die Hard is my, is like my Christmas movie, but a mm-hmm. very close second is Gremlins. Gremlins mm. is, um, takes place at Christmas. Christmas is very important to the story, but it's a, technically a horror movie and yeah. that one it's still I'd very like. it's still very 80s but for some reason that movie has aged really well for me as well like i always really enjoy it so yeah. that's like so when i come at movies for christmas like i don't want to go watch do they do they do the hallmark channel kind of shit over there is that a, even a thing we used to have hallmark and then uh so, something got uh, something changed and we we have a thing called uh movies 24 which is like 24 7 um you know tv movies but this time of year it turns into christmas 24 which is 24 hours of you know tv christmas movies you know and they're so all there are they all like the really poorly made ones with like tv actors that can't get a job anymore or whatever yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna raise my hand and say I I like I have watched many of these with my mum and it's yeah. fun to just watch something that you know is just so harmlessly you know down the middle and it's yeah. like I know I I know I'm not going to get you know a cinematic spectacle out of it but you know it's a nice way to to it's a nice thing to talk over, you know. Once again, the people making those movies are not trying to make Citizen Kane. They're just like yeah. we're we, we're throwing together this movie in two weeks, and, <laughs> and yeah. that we we wrote the story in an afternoon, and that's you know really it. But uh, but over here, it's a big deal. Like there's like you know people love those cheesy, really poorly made Christmas movies, and like I can see the the enjoyment in those, but that's not. For some reason, that's not the thing, which is probably the only way that like I sort of don't fit in with Christmas time. Because if somebody says, "Well, you know, let's let's watch, you know, White Christmas with Bing Crosby," I'd be like, "No, fuck no, <laughs> I, I, I could not make it through that movie." Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so your average Christmas movie doesn't really. For I don't know why it doesn't connect with me. 
I think it's because we've been spoiled by Christmas movies with an edge. So now it's kind of, it's kind of, it could well be that, you know, you want, you know, the festive spirit to be there, but you want another little thing you can latch onto. And I think that is what films like Die Hard and Home Alone do well, where it's like, you know, it's, it takes place at Christmas and it, it's important to the story and, and vibe. Yeah. But yeah, generally speaking, I'm watching home alone to watch, uh, a bunch of, uh, goofy robbers get their asses handed to them by a kid that booby traps his house, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a good segue right there. Yeah. Don't you think? Yes. Um, at the hour mark too. So we can, uh, r- roughly. Sweet. So now for the for the for the headlining act at our Christmas holiday yeah. extravaganza, <laughs> um, th- this was an idea from Eddie Sparks because like you, I mean, honestly, whenever there's anything kind of new and fun, it comes from Eddie. Like I'm, I'm just like, all right, let's rank this band, whatever. He's the one with the ideas. I'm the <laughs> one know? in the I'm the one in the corner meditating on what's a good grouping of rhyming words to be another series. <laughs> <you know? laughs> so he came with me, at me with the idea of let's rank all of the booby traps from Home Alone 1 and 2. Obviously, we're not going into 3, mostly because I've never seen it. And, and um, you know, anything past 2, let's be real here. It's, 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 not, it's not Macaulay Culkin. It ain't home alone. I'm sorry. Anything, anything without Macaulay Culkin yes. um, is, is not the good son. The good son oh. is a better Home Alone than Home Alone Three. <laughs> that was that was. I saw that movie in the theater, and I was. I remember just being yeah. so shocked. Spoiler alert, everybody! Yeah. But uh, Macaulay Culkin dies in the end. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, and then and then you know uh, what's what's the other movie where he dies by getting stung by all the bees? Um, my oh, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert: He dies in that movie as well. Harry and, and Mar then, finally and then, got their revenge. <laughs> and then, spoiler alert: He made the movie Richie Rich, and then his career died. Oh, <laughs> he seems like a cool. He seems like a cool dude, though. Like he has like a po- he, he used to have a podcast, and I, you yeah. know, I was always you know he because I think he and I are are essentially similar ages. I think I'm a couple years older than him. So I remember yeah. seeing Home Alone in the theater, and even though like I think I'm a couple years older, I still sort of related to the kid in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I loved that movie when it came out. It's I, I still it's, I still enjoy it today, but um, but but, but yeah, I guess I guess we we this is going to be really loose because we separately sort of just went and looked at the 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 climax scenes from home alone one and two and all of the different traps and all, all the different ways the two burglars um joe pesci and daniel stern um daniel stern's dead isn't he am i wrong he? that he died hold up hold up wait a minute something yeah right. he passed he he passed away several years ago i believe am i did i just kill daniel stern and he's not actually dead <laughs> no. no he's still alive I, I, he's 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 um he's 65 years old okay never mind never mind i don't know why i thought daniel stern was dead what's happening behind oh, you fucking fucking poster just fell off the wall i think daniel stern's pissed <laughs> 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 Sorry, Daniel Stern. I don't know why I thought he was omnipresent. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. Anyway, so we, so we, on our own, went and ranked them 
And I and I think we probably did it the same way. We ranked them by like I guess our cringe level, like our reactions to them, like oh, like how like what would be the to us be the worst. You know, th- the number one would be the worst one. I I think for, for me, I kind of initially set out with that, and then I just kind of I ended up looking at it as uh, it's a mixture of what I genuinely find the most painful, but also how likely it would be to kill a motherfucker in real life. Well, that's like, that's <laughs> I thought about that because there are some that I have lower down and I'm like, well, chances are they would be dead, but yeah, that's still, <laughs> but, um, so, but, but we came up with different, different totals. I ended with 28. I ended up with 33 upon closer inspection, but they took place earlier in the movie. So I, I did not count oh. them as, as initial, like part of the, part of the big wave. But there's a there's a chase scene earlier in uh, um, two where they get kind of fucked up, you know, get tri- okay. trip on trip on a pearl necklace and get punched by a chick. Um, well, maybe what the way we'll do this do do you want to do them separately or or do you want to just start with yours and then when we get to my number we just start going by number like you know okay uh, yeah do, that, you, that can work yeah I like that. Because we can, because that way we can discuss all of them, you know, and and maybe we'll kind of weirdly match up in a list of thirty three <laughs> things. Um, so okay. so go, so yeah, just do your thirty three down to twenty eight, and then we'll we'll start kind of going back and forth. Okay, uh, so so you know my my bottom six, um, they're more just unpleasant than they would be painful, you know. Yeah. Uh, First off, number thirty-three, the feathers. You know the, the, the <laughs> yeah yeah the part the the part where he walks through, he gets like cling film covered in you know adhesive on his face. Uh, obviously pissed him off. Steps into Which, a tripwire and a fan blows feathers on him and humiliates but him. But really, like, what is the thinking that goes into that? Like, oh my god, I, I, I there's these burglars. I better like humiliate one by getting. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> feathers stuck to him. It's the most ridiculous waste of time of, yeah. of any trap in the whole movie. <laughs> but do, do, do you know what left that bruised? His ego. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. at that point, why are you dressed like a chicken? That bit always fucking gets me. Like, I know it's so stupid. Why the yeah. hell did you take your shoes off? Why the hell are you dressed like a chicken? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, so 32. Uh, the pigeons at the end of two, where they get the seed oh. thrown on them, and you know they get I didn't even, with the pigeons. I didn't even include that one because I think that's at that point they're done with the with the abandoned house kind of thing. Yeah, so, well, so, you know, I, I kind of I went back uh, and watched a, one of those like kill count videos where they like yeah do all of like the but they did it for Home Alone traps. So I was like, oh well, this will be a good one. To watch to see if I missed any out, so I've got yeah. them all here now. Okay, but yeah, the pigeons. Judging by the way Daniel Stern or or Marv screamed at the end, you know, it, clearly it was you know an unpleasant experience, albeit not very painful. But the, ah! Ah! <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it, it just cracks me up. Um, uh, it, it, number thirty one. I'm gonna go with the uh, just the tripwire at the top of the stairs, um, in the house. Oh, the, the, okay, where the, the, they literally just trip on. 
Um, yeah. Uh, well, well, Harry does. Marv manages to jump it. But I just thought to myself, do you know what? That's effective, but, you know, unless you fall on something particularly funny, it's it's not going to do that much damage well, on he's, an upper yeah, floor. He set the bar way too high with the other traps first, and then that one is just, oh, just a tripwire? Okay. <laughs> I don't think he expected them to survive that long. <laughs> like Some, some yeah. of those traps, man, they're like straight up, that would kill someone. <laughs> like yeah. the, iron, the iron to the face, we'll get to that, but yeah, holy yeah. shit. Uh, so next one, similar to the tripwire, we've got uh, slipping on the cars at the bottom of the stairs. Uh, you oh, know, the micro machines. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, they slip on them and both in unison wind themselves on the wood floor. Uh, yeah. You know, having experienced that myself, I can attest to the fact that it knocks the wind out of you, but it is, it is not going to kill you unless you really badly bash your head. Yeah. Um, then we've got uh, the paint shelf in the basement in two where um he, he, slips. Sl- he slides into it yeah he like slips on the on the you like grease on the green shit and then slides yeah. into it and it covers him in paint again it's similar to the feathers you know a shelf but, it, but, or- the, but the shelf falls on him yeah that, that well the, here's the thing that's why it's it's higher than the feathers because there yeah. is an element of oh ow yeah that could potentially hurt but compared to stuff hi- higher up i would still take that over yeah. the next one, which is the tarantula. That what it, number is you, this we're on? We're on twenty-eight now. We're on twenty-eight. Okay, so good. So we're yeah. going back and forth. My my twenty-eight is also tarantula. Nice. My very, my, yeah. my very it's my very last place because I'm not scared of a tarantula. So every time I see that scene, I'm like, well, just knock it off your face. <laughs> like, like why does he spend so much time screaming? If you hate him so much, knock it off your face. Well, a, a, so I'm told. I, I looked at like a behind the scenes thing. And mm-hmm. apparently it was like a, they didn't tell him that it wasn't a venomous type and he, they didn't tell him until he had to do that scene that that was going to happen. So, oh. so he gets there and that scream you see in the, in the movie is real. 100% real. Cause he is genuinely terrified of this spider. And like they told him it was venomous, but if they took the venom out of the spider, it would die, so it was unethical. <laughs> and like they had a fake spider, but it didn't look real. So they were like, yeah. "Hey, man, you got to take one for the team." And like again, I that has to be the best scream I have ever seen come out of a it's, grown ass. It's, man. it's it's pretty great, <laughs> but yeah, but it's to, to me, it was always anticlimactic at that point. I'm just like, oh, you just put a furry spider on him. All right, all right, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, it. It's just such a high note as well that he hits. And yeah. Like, you can see the genuine terror on his face. But, uh, yeah, it's unpleasant, but it's not it's not painful. You know, no. so, um, yeah. 27. Yep. Now, yep. We're, uh, now, we're, so, now we're matching up on numbers. Okay, so my 27 is slipping on the pearl necklace in two, where they, he, he, breaks apart the pearl necklace uh, yeah. and throws it on, on the floor. And it's it's basically the same basic principle as the micro machines, but they're on uh, I, cement. I don't know why I don't remember that one. <laughs> when, where, when was that? Was that? That's before they get to the house, right? It's earlier in the movie? Yeah, yeah it's earlier oh, okay. in the movie. Um, Got it. 
They slip on it. Again, like I say, same basic principle, but this time instead of being in a house on a wooden floor, they're on the cold, hard, cold, hard concrete streets of New York. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it looked more painful, but again, it would probably just knock the wind slightly more out of you, judging by how many layers they're wearing. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, I factored in a I, lot I, of things here. <laughs> I've got I've got some that you've already mentioned because my number twenty seven is the fucking sticky plastic wrap and the feathers. Um, okay, which is we've already <laughs> talked about that, so we can move to twenty six. Okay, uh, so twenty six uh, is the I put this here because it's it's less of a trap and and more of just an assault <laughs> but uh, yeah it, it's it's the part where the woman punches marv in the in the face it's like it, it there, oh, okay. there's and it's not down here because it wouldn't hurt it's more that it wasn't really a trap it was just sheer chance uh, yeah. and uh kevin took advantage of you know I don't want to say took advantage of a lady. <laughs> yeah, uh, more saw an opportunity and, and jumped at it because she yeah. punches both of the dudes. Um, but yeah. So my, that, my, that, my twenty my twenty six is the tripwire. So okay, that, which that that's nothing to me. So now we move on to twenty five. Cool number twenty five. We I have the slip on the front stairs of the house. Wow, that's my twenty five also. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. Um, and would I be right in thinking that your twenty-four is the slip on the back stairs? No, I included them together. Slippery oh, stairs. Okay. Well, that, that's because really they're the same thing. I don't know why I, I I put some together and others I I'm left apart. I don't know why. No, my twenty-four is the micro machine slip because they're both okay. slips that because with the stairs I'm like, well, you're slipping on ice. You fall on the stairs. But but I, I I all of a sudden was like well if you slip and you fall on the micro machines that hurts falling on those because all the little things uh, in your back I so I put that one I put that one above the stairs but once again if you hit your head the right way falling downstairs you could fucking die so yeah <laughs> you know. I went for the back stairs above the front stairs because um, there's a pretty clean break fall with Harry's fall whereas. When Marv slips, his ass is hitting every one of those steps. Yeah. Like, bang, 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 bang. Like, you know, yeah. a, a rapid-fire machine gun ass punch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, that brings us so, to 23, right? Okay, yeah, tw 23. Oh, sorry. Hold up. I put woman Hold punch up. on here twice. <laughs> okay, so I'm actually uh, on... 22. <laughs> I oh, do well, apologize. My, my 23. Now this is going to be a weird one, but just knowing what I know from being a, a, a male human being, this one doesn't bother me. Number 23, the BB gun to the groin. Like hmm. the, the layers, the layers that they're wearing True. and the, for some reason I've always just said, yeah, that would hurt. But he'd have to be aiming specifically to an area to hit a ball. Chances are he probably didn't. He probably just hit a dick. And then it's just like, ow. <laughs> you know, it's like. Uh, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that that's significantly higher for me, but I am under the in assumption that he did luck out and hit a, hit a nut shot. 
So yeah, but for I think just I was thinking about when I watch that part. That part never makes me cringe. In fact, I've never been a dude that. It almost seems like you know back in the day. I remember you would go see movies, and whenever there'd yeah. be a groin punch or a groin kick, everyone, all the dudes would go oh, yeah. and I'd be like, well, why? Like, why do you, why does that bother you? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it hurts. It hurts, but it's almost like you're supposed to do that or you're not a real man. And I'm just like, never really bothered me. I've been, I've been kicked, you know, and hit. I mean, I, I get hit in the nuts more than I've ever have in my life because of my dogs. <laughs> because they just, they leap up without yeah. any warning, especially my big pit bull. She will just step right on my junk. She doesn't give a shit. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm coming over here now. So, anyway, oh, man. I, I will say while we're on the subject of nut shots, uh, <laughs> um, I remember one time I this was a particularly painful one. Uh, it, you know, bearing in mind in this country, you know, you would call it soccer. We, we call it football. Uh, I once took a full pelt kick right to my nuts from a hard ass solid fully inflated ball and it hit it hit me you know going at quite a speed and i just remember doubling over and throwing up from just how intense (laughs) (laughs) i i I remember like i was crying and i cried that hard i went (laughs) i was like people were like jesus is he okay um, I'm amazed that it still works, frankly, because that really <laughs> fucked me up. But um, yeah, yeah. With that, you know, I'm 22. gonna go. Yeah, uh, 22. My 20, 22, 2022. My 22 is the rope cut where they're on the rope and Kevin cuts it, and they swing, Maybe. slam into the side of the house, and then land on the snow. With that, yeah. it didn't. I mean, if if anything, hitting the wall broke their fall a little bit because, you know, there was a barrier there, bump, and then they go on the floor. If they'd just fallen, they could have broken a leg or something. Yeah, there's a a lot of, if somebody had made the logical choice in that movie, the movie would be completely different because it's just mm -hmm. like... (laughs) <laughs> like one, like once you once you realize that he's booby trapped the house, just go home. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, but on but on top of that, the, I, it, I think this particular Christmas, you, I'm st- you're starting to see those memes where yeah. people are bring, br- bringing up the fact that Kevin knew at the end of the movie to call the cops. So why didn't he just call the cops in the beginning? Because <laughs> then there'd be no fucking movie. These people. Yeah, he wanted to torture them. Yeah, he's a, he's a little he's a little piece of shit that Kevin McAllister. I've always uh, I've always subscribed to the to the idea that uh, Home Alone two pushed him a little too far, and he became the kid in the Good Son, and the Good Son is actually <laughs> just Home Alone three. That's a good that's a good theory. Um, um, my, my number my number twenty two is another another BB gun one the BB gun to the forehead. I'm just like yeah that would hurt, but I don't know why that that doesn't that just didn't doesn't make me react at all. So I just hmm. go eh okay BB gun to a forehead that's fine. I don't know, like, the way it hits him right between the eyes, that could kind of sting. <laughs> I'd be like, ah, 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 a little shit, point blank. Yeah. Like, I've, I've been shot with BB guns before, and in the right area, they can really sting. 
But um, it, yeah, to me, I'm pro- it, you know, it's I, I'm probably just setting myself up to get shot with a BB gun because so, so I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll rethink my my ranking at that point. That, that we we need to make that very clear. That is not an invitation. <laughs> no, please don't. Yeah, I mean, please don't if you shoot see me in public. Don't shoot me with a BB gun. <laughs> um, so uh, so yeah, where, where was I? Uh, twenty one. Okay, twenty one. Uh, the ladder that snaps in two where Harry is on the ladder and he falls face first. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those where it's like, ah, uh, you know, that probably shook him up a little bit, but he, you know, he landed with the ladder. He's probably fine. He might have a bruise or two. Um, really hope he didn't land with his, like, fingers around the ladder because that would, that would shoot that would way up. It would completely break your fingers. Yeah, it would. So, it, hence, it would be up there, probably in the top ten for me. But yeah, um, he didn't, and that's why you know he walked away from it relatively okay. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm gonna pass pass it over to you. My twenty one is a uh, similar to the one before, but from part two, the staple gun to the ass slash groin slash nose. Oh um, man, that one makes me cringe, dude. The one in the nose. They, Oh. They they don't they I put that above the BB because I'm like well that could stick into your skin and that would be but like the sta- the staple they're not that long you just pull them out have you never stapled yourself on accident you just go boop and you, <laughs> you pull it out um so I, I, but the the nose yeah. one just goes straight over his nose and all he has to do is go doom, and then move on it doesn't seem like that big of a deal but it looks <laughs> so painful the way it inserts itself right through it man like like I can understand like maybe in intentionally getting a piercing but it's the way it shoots into his face yeah like like it, that could have that like now i'm poking my nose i'm thinking god that part's bony as shit what if that went in the boat like that i mean fu- you make a you make a good point but my reaction to that is always like yeah that's not a very good very good part for me it doesn't it doesn't get a reaction from me fair, fair enough um so so just above the snapping ladder is my number 20, the slippery ladder in two, where, um, I mean, I'll admit, this one did take the wind out of me watching You're it. talking about the one where it's like the fire escape ladder? Yeah, where it's greased up, yeah, and he and he <laughs> slips, and then he lands, because that looked like quite a fall. That's, um, why, that's why I put it higher, because I'm like, well, how high up was he? That seems like that would really yeah. hurt. Yeah, well, he, he actually had to climb on something to reach the ladder, didn't he? So it's yeah. like... You know, there are there are several instances in two. I mean, I'm just going to say it right now: the bricks would have killed Marv before he even entered the building. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, one would have been enough. Let alone like four. How many times yeah. did he take a brick to the face? A lot. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of bricks. I mean, by the end of it, I'm amazed he could stand. He's literally talking like, "Harry, Harry, Harry," <laughs> you know? Yeah. My, um, uh, my my number 20 is the one where there's just a hole in the floor in part two and he falls through the he, hole in the floor. Yeah. Because um, that, that would probably hurt, but, you know. He, he lands face first with his arms like that. That's what really got me. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, elbows, elbows, man. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, for, for, for my number 19, my number 19 is the BB gun to the face. Okay. Know? That looks like it'd sting. Um, it's you know it's relatively harmless, but for a brief moment you'd be like, "Ow!" And it, is it yeah. 
like, you know, because the, the BBs I have in, you know, my BB gun from when I was a teenager, they're like plastic pellets. These look like metal ball oh, bearings. B- BB guns are metal ball bearings. Yeah. Yeah. See, the ones I've got are, are plastic ones. I guess in, in this country, we're a little... <laughs> Well, I think tighter on that sort of thing. I might be wrong, but I think that's the difference between a BB gun and a pellet gun. Because I think the pellets are are made of different material than a BB. A BB is literally just a little ball bearing. So I think that's the difference. Yeah. Fair. Um, Um, My number, my number nineteen. This is kind of where it starts to be ones where I go, where I react and go, ah. Um, Number mm. nineteen is the is the hot door handle from number one. Um, wow. Okay. Because so the actual idea of it to me that the way it plays out in the movie that seems extremely painful. But once again, I try to put it into reality, and I go, he would not hold on to it that long. It'd be like, yeah. oh shit, that's hot, and then you'd walk away. Yeah. <laughs> but he holds on to it long enough for there to be a fucking like Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On his fucking hand. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going by Home Alone universe logic. Like, See, even the, yeah. even that, even fucking what's his name from Raiders of the Lost Ark? It's, it, it, he pulls that thing out of a fire and he holds it long enough to go. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> and of course it fucking you know fucks up your hand. What's that guy's name? I don't remember that. That guy seemed evil as fuck to me. And yeah, in, I don't remember his name, but I can't remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but oh man. I, for for me, the uh, number eighteen, my my number eighteen is the uh, sh- snow shovel bonk at the end of Home Alone One, where you know the, the oh. old man, old man Marley comes. I in didn't include and, and, that, but okay. Uh, it, see, see that to me, I put it kind of halfway up because I'm like, it was clearly enough to knock him out, but you're unconscious, so you pr- probably wouldn't know a whole lot about it until you yeah. woke up in the squad car later on. Um, that's the, that's the thing I've, it's, it always makes me laugh about movies is how easily you just hit somebody and they get knocked out. Whereas in real life, you hit yourself pretty hard. You don't, I mean, yeah. you, you can get knocked out, but all the times that I've hit my head really hard, I've never not been, it's, it's, I've always been cognizant of how fucking much it hurts. Yeah. Whereas like you go to movies and they just go, judo chop. And then people are knocked out. <laughs> Yeah, man. Like, was it? I, I always remember the story of of my mum telling me that she went to this uh, rock club and got knocked out in a in a mosh pit by a oh, fellow yeah. headbanger to Rage Against the Machines, Know Your Enemy, and uh, woke up outside with a with a dude <laughs> with the dude that knocked her out. Like being like, oh my god, are you okay? I swear to God, I thought you were dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So so that's uh, that's my number eighteen. Yeah, uh, my 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 number eighteen. This one goes here, and because if it actually worked physically the way that it happens in the movie, it might be really painful. But there's no. This is the one that I go. There's no fucking way this would have happened, and that is hmm. the toolbox going down the stairs. Okay, but that's my number seventeen. Okay, and yeah. then hits it hits the door with enough yeah. power to then keep rolling and move the door into the wall, which at that point, the momentum wouldn't have been that good anyway, and it would just nah. be like, boom. So, like, the whole thing, I go, that's really dumb, because it would have yeah. just tumbled down the stairs and probably stopped before it even got to the door. But I will, I will say, though, I do love the part where he goes, that was the sound of a tool chest 
falling down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> and they straighten their broken noses out. But, it got uh, way more like Looney Tunes in the second movie, didn't it? Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> the second movie, there are several times where it's like, Wiley Coyote is the only motherfucker that would survive this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but oh, dude. So, oh, so, 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 so seventeen is your is your toolbox. That the, yeah, toolbox, tool, tool chest falling down the stairs. My my so, seventeen. We already talked about the rope swing into the wall. I just don't mm-hmm. feel like it would have been very that painful. Bad. Plus, they should have just let go of the rope and fallen into the snow, and then they would have been. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that high up this it's not like it's a 50 story building it's like three stories at the most and you just when it comes closer to the ground you just hop off and you walk you know walk your way home my my big thing now now i know this movie was made in 1990 which you know basically makes it an honorary 80s movie right yeah well it was made uh, in the 80s so it came out in 90 so it counts yeah so with that you know I think there is there is a line in Home Alone one that just really paints a picture of how different the world is today, and that's always the part where you know Marv said he's going to call the cops, and Harry goes, "What from a treehouse?" And it's like you can literally call anyone from anywhere now, and it's yeah. like that that line always reminds me, oh yeah, this is a thirty two year old film, <laughs> you know. Um, I really but, think that they should they they should reboot Home Alone, but now make it an R-rated like revenge horror movie. Yeah, it's still it's still a little kid, but he goes way overboard with torturing these guys that try to b- break into the house. Yeah. And I think that would be, but still call it like Home Alone um, colon something. I don't know. I don't know. Just, just, just take the idea, Hollywood, yeah. and run with it. Home Alone. <laughs> This time it's personal. Yeah. <laughs> Home Alone Judgment Day. Uh, <laughs> you know. Jesus Christ. That'd be sick. Um, Macaulay Culkin is the T one thousand, and Harry and Barb oh trying God. to get away from him. Yeah. <laughs> See Macaulay Culkin with put, like razor arms sprinting down the road. <laughs> they, they can put Macaulay Culkin in the movie too because he's older now. He could just be the old man that lives next door. And then, you know. Yeah. Have you, you seen go. this boy? <laughs> <laughs> we, speaking of that, we're, we, we uh, Die Hard Two. The T one thousand is in Die Hard Two, and he gets killed really early on. But he yeah. does have like what a really great delivery. His one line delivery in that is so good. Where it's like, um, uh, I don't remember what it is, but like they, there's like an ambush part in like one of the cops. They he stops the little moving sidewalk thing. And the guy's trying to you go, what do you what do you, you know, who do you think we are? Or something like that. And he turns yeah. around and goes, a sitting duck. And then he like shoots <laughs> him in the head. And I'm always just like, because he, he, I, I can't do it justice. His delivery of that line. I'm like, oh, of course he fucking played the T-1000 after that. Because it's just yeah. that one line alone. I'm just like, fuck, yeah, dude. He rules. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Sorry. So, back, back from Die Hard to Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, where were we? So, my number 16? So, yeah, 16. Cool. So, my number 16 is the fall through the floor. <clears throat> Pardon me. I do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the fall through the floor as uh, Marv enters the abandoned house. Um, he falls quite away, and he lands on his front. 
That, yeah. you know, as far as the falls go, that one, I think it that's one of the more impactful fall traps because I'm like, fuck, man, that that would gnarl you up. <laughs> yeah. We, we've, we've entered the realm of, um, ow. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my um, 16 was the one you already mentioned the, when he falls on the ladder to the floor. Cause that, yeah. that one for me, I always just imagined that he was still holding on to it. And I was like, oh, that mm. probably really fucking hurt. So I put that one was my number 16. Yeah. Um, Oh, dude, here we are at arguably the most iconic of the traps. Okay. Uh, we have the paint cans to the face. Okay. Yeah. I remember, uh, you know, reenacting this scene, but with like plushies, you know, as, as a kid, you know, I'd tie like a pillow to the thing and say, okay, I'm up here. I'm really scared. And then I'd drop it. And then one of my family members would be like, oh, you got yeah. me. You know, which, um, so that, so that one, I agree. That one's higher up for me, but I, but once again, I have to suspend disbelief because your, your natural reaction would be to duck. And mm. neither one of them ducked. They just went, what's that coming towards my face? <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. he, he lucked out in getting the stupidest criminals ever. And I guess that's the point. Yeah. But it's just like, my, like I would, if, if a paint can was coming to my face, I would at least go like this. Yeah. <laughs> for, for, for the podcast listeners, put my hand in front of my face. I would do something. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so, it, but, so I, but my, mine is, mine is similar because my, okay. my number 14 is the or 15 is the him sliding on the floor into the paint can shelf because okay. I just keep thinking of not only do you get the weight of a shelf filled with paint cans falling on you, the paint cans are all filled with paint. That those mm. things that to pretty me heavy. seems pretty heavy and painful. But but mm. just to not to not to jump over you, but my um my number uh Oh no! Never mind. No, you can move on to fourteen because I'm getting mixed up with all of the. My writing is really bad, and so I'm just like, "What does this say?" Oh, okay, I know what that is. <laughs> That's like when I go back and read, uh, you know, homework, you know, stored in the attic from when I was like fucking eight years old. I'm like, someone read this, like, and had yeah. to decipher what the hell these hieroglyphic ass looking drawings were. Yeah. Um, my, my, my wife has such amazing handwriting and she can write in several different types of handwriting and just completely change it up and look amazing so much. So it's, so when I do my notes and like, I just try to quickly throw them away after I'm done. Cause I'm like, I don't want her to see how horrible my handwriting is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny. The, the only thing I can draw, you know, do anything right is drawing Dexter from Dexter's lab. That is <laughs> it. That is the only thing I can draw well, you know, let alone write any words, but no, I can't draw anything well. Uh like oh, man. And anything Hanna Barbera can kind of get away with. Everything else is is just fucked. <laughs> yeah. But uh my number 14 is the cement bag on the rope. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's similar to the iron, but less, less pointy and less direct. It would hurt yeah. and it would, it would throw you to the ground, but it's not one of those that, you know, makes me cringe the way the iron it does. Could, it, it could probably break your neck. That's one where you could have died. That, that's, yeah. a, that's a death right there. But I, I'm also of the assumption that if it were to kill him, it would be relatively quick. So, yeah. yeah. Um, you know. My, with, my number 14 yeah. is one that's, it, they they might have died, 
but for some reason it just doesn't really like it doesn't hit me hard enough to go higher up than this and that's at the end of number two where they he lights the rope on fire and they fall into the street and then the catapulting paint cans fall on them because i'm Mm -hmm. just like doesn't really there's too much to it where i just went okay they're falling again now there's paint cans again i'm just like yeah okay (laughs) but you know they very well could have died from that well varnish cans oh okay all right fine (laughs) <laughs> whole different bowl game number one <laughs> you're right you're right i no. don't know why i missed that that's <laughs> uh, so, uh, it's it's uh yeah it, it, mine that one's not much higher up for me uh but my number 13 you know upon closer inspection i, I do think maybe it should have been higher but the iron to the face is my number 13 okay because i you know I think it's because of the imprint that it leaves. I think if it had like directly the the pointy end of the iron, if if that had just dug its way through his head, that would be like, oh fuck. But I mean, it's yeah, it lands flat on his face. So I'm kind of like, that's an ouch, and it could potentially be fatal. Yeah, but you know, I feel like it could have been worse. Yeah, could have. Um, yeah. My number my number 13 is the paint cans down the stairs, which I guess he did paint cans again in the second movie, but they like they didn't work or something. Was that what happened in the second one where he tried the paint cans again? Well, I don't remember. The, that one's kind of a that one's kind of a chain reaction that uh, has a lot of extra follow up that, that yeah. we'll get to. But when, yeah, once again, the paint cans, if it actually happened, it, it seems like it would hurt. But I feel like they had enough reaction time that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going off off impact and deadliness at this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm overthinking a movie like Home Alone way too much. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I factored some stuff in, but I also gave it like real world consequences. So like, yeah, yeah. how painful something would actually be. Like there's one we're going to talk about where I'd be like, you would just be engulfed in flames and you would burn. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, um, yeah, so... It, the where where was i number 12 12 yeah bricks bricks to the face is my number 12 oh wow I, that one's way high for me <laughs> yeah um because because it, it's like there's multiple impacts that come from such a height and hit him so hard that they in that scene in that you know couple of shots Marv is sustaining severe brain damage. Like, well, yeah, because like if somebody just threw a brick at you while standing next to you, that would already hurt. But it's throwing a yeah. brick and it's gaining momentum coming down from the top of a building, and then it's like it's like oh, that's insanely yeah. painful. And that that's that's not even like a house the height of the McAllisters in the first one. That is several stories up. You know, yeah. you know, to the point where he like, has really good not, aim too, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> He's like a little Terminator in himself. Like, imagine if they like reshot that, but it had like the red. Maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Like, he actually is a robot. You know, his his I, acting was kind of robotic as well. So you know, <laughs> I love it. I I definitely want to see like a, a hybrid. See, this is the thing. Home Alone Judgment Day needs to, yeah, it, needs it, to happen. It'll, man. it'll, it'll happen. <laughs> my, we already talked about my number twelve, the concrete bag to the head. Um, yeah, that would really that would hurt. But we talked about that. We can move on to eleven. Oh my god! Can you imagine? Um, Macaulay Culkin has to hunt down Sean Connor. So it's like just two kids. Imagine that. 
That would be fucking sweet. Oh, like, Macaulay Culkin it, was a kid. Oh, okay. yeah. When, when when both were kids, can you imagine if yeah. there was a kid Terminator like trying to kill a kid and he has to like go to school with them and it's like a funny sitcom? <laughs> they, they they missed out on that. That should have been the, that should have been the thing. It should have been sh- ter- Terminator Three. It should have been a child Terminator that yeah. was like Home Alone. I, I that'd be pretty cool. Thirty There's, years too late with that idea, but yeah, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> CG's getting there. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, so number eleven, I have the tool bag. That, hey, we yeah. matched up. That's hey. my number eleven too, dude. A wrench falling on your head, let alone many wrenches. To a bag of yeah. take an entire bag. <laughs> like, <laughs> Good one. Uh, yeah, uh, that uh, always seemed like, well, that's several, that's, that's multiple tools falling on your head and, you know, probably very heavy. Yeah. 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 I'm glad we're in agreement there. Um, yeah. So, so my number 10 uh-huh. is the kerosene rope. And I am factoring in as much the burning sensation of holding on to something that's on fire while yeah. also falling from a great height. <laughs> And then having slamming into something, slamming into the ground, and then having multiple heavy metal cans land on you, yeah. um, paired with the humiliation of just how ridiculous you look by the end of it, I just feel like it's like <laughs> I feel like it's a rock bottom moment, you know. I they're mean, like, they already they're already idiots for going after that kid a second time. Like it's literally just you know. Yeah, yeah, it's like. They even tried to avoid it. They even tried to bargain with him at the start. Hey, look, since we're in a hurry, throw the camera. You'll never see us again. Yeah, yeah. I think think that's so funny that, like, you know, Joe Pesci is bargaining with, like, a 12-year-old to please not fuck him up. But he loses his cool in true Joe Pesci fashion. Um, I also love the fact that they had to tell him to tone down his... uh, swearing on set so like he literally just turned into yosemite sam yeah. i i think that that makes it funnier yeah yeah <laughs> oh, it, um so what's your what's your number 10 oh but we are you already talked about the slippery fire escape ladder um yep. for number two because that just seemed like it would be a, lo- a, a long fall and probably break some legs or something you know yeah Slip a yeah. disc that could really hurt. Yeah, um, yeah. We had a teacher back in school who slipped a disc, and it was it was traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rest in um, peace. Yeah, <laughs> she's alive. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, first Daniel Stern, and now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just gonna kill everybody off. This is that's what the holidays are all about. Let's just start killing people off. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, the FBI wants to know your location. <laughs> uh, so um, my number nine, I've got the iron bar to the face slash fall through the floor slash the iron bar falls back on them. Yeah. You know, especially when it collides with their face. That's a whole ass metal bar that oh, just yeah. smashed into your fucking face. Like, like it, I've been hit in the face with a few things that have been bad enough, let alone the full terminal <laughs> velocity of a metal bollard smashing into your nose. Like, <laughs> oh. 
Like that, yeah. she, that definitely, you could work that into a Cannibal Corpse song, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Metal bard is for your mood. <laughs> my, uh, my number nine is the, the launch board where he's launched into the air and lands on the car. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, that for me was way lower. That's that's the one where I put the woman punched twice. I was trying to figure out oh, how, that okay. fucking, how that happened. Yeah, because that, that one, if it actually worked, like mm. flying through the air and landing on a car, like that... that enough would, to crush the car. Enough yeah. to crush the car. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's uh, it, that, that seems pretty painful. Yeah. For, for, for me, it, it left an impression on me, but it, it... I don't know, something about it just seemed a little bit too... Unrealistic, cartoony. yeah, too cartoony. So I'd, I'd kind yeah. of put it, I'd put it in like the twenty twenties zone. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I definitely feel like that's that kind of sets up the tone of the traps in the second yeah. one, where it's like, hey, look, the first movie was at least semi-realistic. Uh, this <laughs> yeah. this one, it, we've just decided to make a Wile E. Coyote cartoon. Like, so, and I, I like that about the second one, where it's like, it's this is the same movie, but ramped up to a ridiculous level. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for um, the most part, I don't, I don't, I, I, I've only seen the second one a few times. And the last time I watched it, I was like, yeah, this is a far inferior movie overall. <laughs> but um, it's, it has its moments, I guess. Yeah, for me, if I'm feeling warm and nostalgic, I'll watch the first movie. If I want to watch ridiculous shit happening, I'll watch the second. But yeah, yeah, that that's how I feel about those those movies. Um, but we, my number, where am I at? Number ah, eight. Number eight. So this, you know, I'm kind of, I had to give this bonus points because you know I have to admit I've suffered a few nut shots in my time, and have. No desire to have any more. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not as desensitized to, uh, to it as you are because I, you know I don't have a dog that nails me in my sack everywhere I go. <laughs> uh, but you know, I'm under the assumption that this guy took a full blown metal ball bearing to the sack, like right on his nut, and yeah. I'm thinking that. At point blank range, a projectile smashing into your testicle—that's got to do some damage, and that's going to hurt. Like, and even if there are some layers there, that's still quite a boom. Um, So that was kind of my rationale for having the nut shot pretty high up. But uh, the the next few, you know what? I'm going to do something on the fly. Hold on, one sec. I need to live edit, folks. Nah, nah, nah. Oh, no, hold up. I've just repeated exactly what I tried to change. Um, <laughs> this is really distracting, and it's hard to type while I'm doing this. <laughs> Uh, okay. There's a part yeah. of me that goes, maybe I'll edit this out, and then as soon as you started doing that, I'm like, nope, stays in. <laughs> okay, right. So number eight is my, uh, BB gun to the nuts. Over to you. 
My number eight is that you just talked about a metal pipe swinging down the stairs, and then they fall through the hole in the floor, and then the pipe drops on them again. That's a that's multi layered, and I I applaud him for that one. Um, mm. But that that uh, that seems like multi levels of pain. So um, that mm. one goes at eight. Cool. <laughs> it sounded like a it sounded like an amateur version of like a like a carcass demo, multiple levels of, of pain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before they found the thesaurus. Um, where, where were we? Number seven? Seven. Seven. Okay. We, uh, for me, it's the staple gun solely based on the fact that the staple gun manages to score three different painful shots. One yeah. direct, one directly in his rump, uh, one potentially around dangerously close to his uh, to his junk, uh, and <laughs> and one that fires directly right face first into his nose, and that's always made me cringe. I don't know yeah. what it is. It's just it's just how it enters his fucking nose that always ah ah I hate it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that being said, there are some cringier moments yeah the the my number seven is a weird one because this would i'm pretty sure that this would have been death right here there's a couple (laughs) that would have been death um and then my number seven is when marv gets electrocuted in the second movie because he because i'm gonna there's a difference between being shocked a little bit and then what he was going through yeah (laughs) it seemed like that he would have that would have been the end of marv that, that point. Totally. I mean, it, they, it, so much so that it even shows him as a skeleton being yeah. fried. <laughs> you know, they, they they had to bring in a puppet. But uh, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm gonna say this now. I remember seeing like something. This is why you don't steal copper from like uh, electric stations. And it was literally just the aftermath of a guy who tried, and the dude was so badly burned in this photo that his like organs and rib cage were like exposed because his flesh had burned away that severely sorry i know this is this is Merry really christmas graphic. everybody like, <laughs> like and and that that's gonna factor as to why i've got it so high up um, yeah 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 but you know what, what is it i remember seeing a, a sign as a kid uh, like was it danger electricity it, you're, you will die, and it will hurt the whole time you're dying. And it's like, yep, that will make me stay away from that. Yes, yeah. sir. Don't fuck with electricity. Nah, nah. Dangerous shit. Um, so on that traumatic note, uh, <laughs> yeah, Marv was going through some shit with that one. So yeah. now my number six and number five are, are virtually interchangeable. Okay. Uh, same basic principle, uh, but both have their merits. Okay. One has a greater surface area, but one <laughs> one goes deeper. <laughs> and the way one is shot is significantly more shocking than the other, but I genuinely don't know how I would... I think it's more to do with the way it's framed. So my number six is when Marv steps through the window and stands on the Christmas lights and they shatter into his feet. Yeah. Like, oh! 
as someone who, as a kid, stepped on a Christmas light that yeah. didn't shatter but was spiky enough because it was like star shaped, I remember bawling my eyes out like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So to step on glass ones and have them shatter into your feet, oh like, yeah, oh yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get to those for me. Um, <laughs> my number six is the the blowtorch to the head. Okay, um, from the from the first movie because uh, it's you know it's yeah. Once again, once again, he just stands there while there's fucking fire on his head. But um, <laughs> either way, that seems painful. Have to have your head on fire. That's yeah. uh, that's that's very burning. Burns to me are like some of the worst shit. I just. I'm well, a it's, fucking it's baby. A, <laughs> it, it burns. Fuck burns. Right. If there's one way yeah. I don't want to go out, it's burns. Like, fuck that. That is the most yeah. excruciating, slow way to to fucking go. No, but I don't don't yeah. don't. I don't want. I don't want to, to, to die in a fire or die <laughs> by drowning. Those seem like the worst ones ever. Like, you, I'll take yeah. a paint can to the head or whatever, brick to the head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I recently watched uh, the the movie uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, the, the remake of that World War One movie, and there is a flamethrower scene in that where I'm like, if you're going to kill me, just fucking shoot me. You don't have to yeah. barbecue me, you sadistic fuck. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know, you have bullets in the chamber. I don't need to be cooked. You're not going to fucking eat me. Just shoot me. Um, but, like, you know, with that, uh, all of the fire ones are are the highest <laughs> yeah, in my yeah. in my list. So um that being said I cannot deny how much this makes myself and everyone cringe whenever we see it. It is my number 5 the nail in the foot. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's fucked awful. up. That is <laughs> awful. Like I just, the squelch noise it makes when his foot goes down on it yep. followed by the yeah. As it goes down the stairs, you know? I, yeah. Sorry, that was way. Ah, that's that's better. Yeah. Yeah. So, you yeah, you, that Ooh. that's also higher up for me. Um yeah. my my number 5, it's so funny now that I'm looking at this because it's it it says a lot about me and my own reactions, but because number because number 5, number 5 is he's legitimately dead. Number five, he, there's no way he survived. And that is the second blowtorch to the head where mm-hmm. he puts his head out in the toilet with whatever's in it, kerosene or whatever kerosene. is in it. Yeah. And then the fucking room explodes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> motherfucker yeah. is now dead. There's like, you know, there's no surviving that. But that being said, I, it, it's number five for me. <laughs> well, it, it's my number four. So okay, I'm, I'm, right. g- I'm, I'm going to elaborate on, uh, you know... Uh, I, I I both factored in what would the realistic scenario be? And then I worked off of what actually happened in the movie. So yeah. what happened in the movie was he had a Yosemite Sam moment and got blown up and covered in soot, right? Yeah. It, it And he brushed it off like it was the tar and feather moment from the yeah. previous movie, right? Yeah. It was like, motherfucker, you'd be being scraped off of the fucking wall at this point, yep. you know? Yep. But I also factored in what would happen if you just dipped 
a, a burning appendage into a liquid, flammable liquid, you would be engulfed in flames and burned. Yeah. So to if lot, if, no, if nothing death. else, if nothing else, his skull would have immediately burned away. Even if there yeah. wasn't an explosion, he would he would be completely gone. So yeah, yeah. It's it's you know it would be painful either way, but it, they. That's really one of, if not the most unrealistic moment in all of these. It's you know, funny. Bar- something something so something so gruesome can just be painted in such a lighthearted way. <laughs> it's like, I feel like that's that's the only way that you would be able to frame that that would be funny. Like if 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 Harry was just set ablaze, that's just horrible <laughs> it, 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 it should have been like yeah. in robocop like he comes out of the yeah. toilet and his head's all fucked up like the like yeah. the acid guy in robocop <laughs> yeah. <laughs> jesus christ man yeah like um, but it, over to you number, that, number so, four so i think my top four really have to do with with just it makes me feel you know the pain which mm-hmm. you've already talked about the number four my number four but it's way higher than you had it and that is the the iron dropping onto his head from the lights Oof. lights string because yeah it's a fucking metal iron to the face like the i don't know why it that, makes as well yeah <laughs> Because it's like it's not only hitting you like your no, obviously probably breaking your nose, but also probably hitting your forehead. So you have head trauma with it as yeah. well. Like that just seems you know possibly from a couple s- floors up, possibly smashing teeth too. Like yeah, and that just teeth seems teeth hurt like hell. Yeah, I just that seems incredibly painful. So I put it pretty high. Mm. Yeah. Um, f- for me, so my my top three have something very much in common. Well, you could say that about my top four. Uh, number three for me is the blowtorch to the head in the first movie. The way yeah. his scalp, not only is any hope of hair growth gone, <laughs> yeah. right? Which is already a personal dear God moment for me. But, yeah. uh, you know, in our, if we were the burglars, one of the, one of the tortures would be, they just cut our hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, I don't want to look like my 14-year-old self. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it, for, for me, like, it, just the way his scalp is burned away, uh, and it just looks so tender and painful, uh, 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 you yeah. know, after he sticks his head in the snow, it's like, yeah, he could have pulled his head away, but even so, if you got a blowtorch to the face, that would that would hurt immediately. You'd be like, ah, 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 ow, yeah. you know? But, you know, because this is basically a cartoon with live actors, it, it ah, was was funnier. So, yeah, you know, with, with that, you know, I, I, it's it's not the thing that made me cringe the most um, burn wise. Yeah. Um, so it's my we already talked about number, my number three, too, because it just seems very painful. And that is the bricks to the head from the rooftop, um, just because that. Yeah. Uh, even even if it doesn't kill him that is that is insane getting hit repeatedly with bricks from that high up (laughs) (laughs) oh see so much of this stuff when you describe it it's it's like when you go back and and reminisce with someone about tom and jerry right when you start actually boiling it down to its like bare essentials this is just someone completely getting (laughs) their ass handed to them 
And yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it, a lot of it sounds like torture. I'm, I almost feel like that should be like the United States sh- should change the way that it tries to get information out of like foreign enemies. Like instead yeah. of like waterboarding and things like that, they just open a door and all of a sudden they're in the home alone house. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, <laughs> you will give us the information we require or you will have to go through this scenario. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're like, dear God, not that, <laughs> not the nail, <laughs> not the nail on the stairs. Yeah. Uh, um, so, uh, the, the, number two. Now, I remember seeing Home Alone as a kid, and from a young age, I, I was always wary of of fire, and you know, I was more sensible because I knew of the consequences. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I actually paid attention when the fire brigade came to school. Unlike some kids, so some kids were like, "Boo! Stop telling us to be safe and and simulate a chip pan fire already." You know, you know, yeah. you know, let's go outside and, and watch you blow something up. You know, whereas I was like, so how do I make sure my house doesn't burn down? <laughs> like, you know, um, they, they, yeah. made fun, they made it fun over here because you had Smokey the bear and it was just like, oh, we have a cute bear that tells us not to burn things down. That doesn't seem very frightening at all. Yeah, we, we, you know, over here, I don't know if I've ever brought it up. Do you guys in America have, like, you know, public information ads that come up every now and again that are, that are like, uh, hey, don't do this, you know? Yeah, uh, 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 you know? yeah we, we, um, we had them. I mean, obviously, I don't watch regular TV anymore, so I don't know if they still have them. But back in the yeah. day, they randomly would come up, you know, but not... I've I've seen some of the ones from England, so no, we we they weren't quite like that, but we had, we would, would have a few. Some of the ones that they show over here, I don't think they'd even fucking get away with now. But I remember the ones that I saw during my childhood. Right, I could sit and watch a horror movie and think nothing of it. The moment a fire kills. PSA comes on the screen, I'm leaving the room. I'm like, yeah. sorry, I don't want to lay in bed at night thinking one of the f- faulty, uh, thinking there's faulty wiring in the wall that's going to immolate me in my sleep, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I, I just remember there was one that didn't even really have any, like, fire in it, but I remember it's just a dude crying in a burned-out kitchen, and it slowly zooms out, right? And it's just like everything around him is blackened and destroyed, and the, f- the thing at the end is just like a woman somberly going, a fire doesn't have to kill you to take your life. And it showed like a burned photo of his family and he's like the only one left or something. And I just remember that thinking, is, good is God, man. Like, <laughs> uh, ooh, it gives me, give me the chills to this day. The, the, probably the, the big ones here were drunk driving ones. We would have a lot of those where there would be like a mangled body in a car, you know, kind of thing. We had a we had one about wearing your seatbelt. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but um, it aired for a long time. I think it came out in the nineties, and it was still being shown when I was, you know, in into the late two thousands. And it's yeah. basically th- this, like, you know, these two teenagers get into a car with, uh, you know, their their parent. Uh, you know, they're just traveling down the road. The the teenager in the back is being cool and doesn't put a seatbelt on. And then suddenly, his mother breaks to avoid an accident. He slams into the back of the seat, and her face just smashes into the windscreen and is just obliterated in blood oh and everything. Oh, my God. That's, and it that's, was, that's insane. Yeah, I remember when I saw that, I was like, everyone in the room's jaw just fucking dropped. Like, 
I'll I'll wear my seatbelt from now on, Mum. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to decapitate you in a car accident. Um, yeah, that makes it still. You know, we we just over here. We you, you, all you had to do is watch that Coldplay video. <laughs> yeah. You're like, hey, why why is he walking backwards? Oh, his girlfriend took her seatbelt off. Oh, and they got into yeah. a wreck. Have you ever seen that video, that Coldplay video? Rings a bell. I I, I haven't seen it in a long time though. I just but, I just uh, remember it being a pretty it's a pretty well done video where like it's all shot in reverse and it's mm. all him singing while walking backwards, and then when it gets to the end of the video, you realize that he gets into a car where you know his his girlfriend is dead, and then the car goes backwards up the cliff, and then at the very end of the video, you see her take her seatbelt off. To do to take her jacket off or something, I don't know. Yeah, but um, this is probably the first and only time Coldplay will be mentioned. <laughs> <on Great Tonight. laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the April Fool's episode for this coming year. <laughs> yeah, psych. We're um, just gonna quote Limp Biscuit for three hours. <laughs> oh God! Don't don't promise me things that we can't do. I just chocolate starfish. <laughs> <laughs> What, what number did we did we did you do th- we did three? I'm on I'm on number two now. Number I, two, okay. Yep. So I've got the door handle burn, and I okay. went just solely based off the pain factor of this. Imagine burning your hand like that, not pulling yeah. it away, and just the intense amount of agony in that concentrated spot. Like, yeah, there are a lot. There is a lot. You know. You, you need nerves in your hands to feel shit. There are so many just awful, awful things on your body that you can fucking burn. And it just strikes me oh. as one of those. Ah! Also like your the inside of your hand would be the worst thing to really burn because it bends so much. Just you yeah. can't even stop it. You'd have to put your hand in a cast just to stop it from doing things because you just yeah. hit something and all of a sudden the crease in your hand would, it'd be, that'd be awful. I should put that higher. Really? <laughs> there, there's a, what is it? So, there, there's another one of those never say that again. Uh, memes that I saw one time where it was like, you know, during the cremation process, there's a moment where the meat is perfectly cooked and like, it's like, never bring this up again. Like, <laughs> Um, um but, so, but yeah my 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 number two so this my number my my top two say a lot about me and the things that i find the most painful um my number two is the christmas ornaments under the feet oh um, yeah because i don't know what it is about my feet but that i have very sensitive feet i think and so that those things make me cringe so much people stepping on stuff things happening yeah. to feet and feet and and where's this going <laughs> feet and and ankles like one of the i, I remember the, if you have you seen uh, uh a quiet place 2 like the second quiet place movie uh nah no i haven't uh, well i'm not, I'm not god i don't want to give this away because it's a fucking shock of a moment but there is a moment I'll where they're, f- they're forget it they're 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 running and the one of the kids steps in a fucking bear trap and you, yeah. and you have no, there's no indication that that's about to happen. There's not like a zoom in, like he's going towards a bear trap. It's just, they're running and then bang, on his fucking foot. And I'm just like, oh, holy shit, man. <laughs> it's like, 
it is that is and that got me because I'm just something about ankles and feet and and I I'm just like that's the worst. It's just ever, the worst thing. You ever nail the uh, like real bony bit of your ankle as a kid as a kid with a scooter trying to do a trick? Jesus yeah. Christ! When I, when I was yeah. when I was in I think I was a freshman in high school, so that'd have been about thirty years ago. Um, I was in my room and sometimes like I would eat dinner in my room and just watch TV, whatever was on, you know, 21 jump street, whatever the fuck was, I don't know if that would that time It's probably later, but anyway, so I'm, e- I'm eating dinner and I have like a glass of juice or something. And I put the glass on my floor and I'm sitting on my bed and then I decide, oh, I'm going to get up and I literally get up and I step on the glass and the glass breaks and goes into my heel, the back of my heel. Ooh, and, shit. and that was that's one of the worst. I still have a scar on the back of my heel from it. And it's like that's what and, and my parents, I literally go hobble into the kitchen where my parents are eating dinner and blood is coming out of my foot. And my dad just like, just just put a Band-Aid on it. Why are you why are you screaming? <laughs> Jesus Christ. They man. did not they did not take me to the doctor. I was I literally was told to stop just hold hold a paper towel on it and then put some band-aids on it rub and some that's dirt in it boy you'll be all right <laughs> <laughs> so that so i think that's that might be part of it why the feet Ooh. thing any feet things just make me go oh my god no 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 thank you to, to be honest i i had a knee dislocation injury when i was about 14 um and I love how this is the holiday special. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm talking about injuries. <laughs> this has been a really morbid episode, hasn't it? It but has, like, man. I, I remember like any anything knee related. Now, like if I see someone get kneecapped in a movie, I'm like, oh, yeah, knee, where is, knees where, is pretty bad too. Whereas it, uh, prior to said knee injury, I might not have thought anything of it. I'd have been like, oh, no, his, his leg's broken. But once it happens to you, I feel like there's like an evolutionary thing in here that learns yeah. very, very bad. Owie, owie, ow, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like, it's but, literally like there's that, that fucking, uh, that outtake from some kind of monster where Lars gets his foot rolled on top of and he goes, don't ever do that again, ever. And, yeah. I, and for that moment, I totally feel for him. I know, I know yeah. that feeling where it's like you're in your bare feet and somebody rolls onto your toe. No, oh, I, yeah. I feel, I feel for him so much in that little, that little moment. I feel like there are there are times where if something hurts enough, you get a free pass to to say something kind of like dickish. But like, yeah. you yeah. know, it, it, what what is it like? I remember like the the knee went into like a spasm while I was at home, and I didn't have any anesthetic. And I just remember like saying, and I, I in any other context, I would never speak to my family this way. But I was like, I was like, just get me something to numb this fucking thing. I'm in so much pain. They, they were like, we don't have any. So I was like, get some fucking ice, goddammit. Like, like, and they were like, okay, okay, just, yeah. Yeah. Why did that Why um, did that immediately make me think of that, that movie Rookie of the Year where the dude gets hit in the nose and he goes, funky butt loving. <laughs> <laughs> and then the kid oh. goes, did he just say funky butt loving? <laughs> I remember there, there was there was a you ever seen that clip of that kid where like he, 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 they're they're just like screwing around but then something hurt 
something hurts him or something. I can't remember the lead up to it, but he goes, mother trucker, dude, that hurt like a butt cheek <laughs> on a stick. Like, yeah, that's yeah. an old vine. Yeah. yeah. That one always got me. I was like, yeah. wow. <laughs> mother trucker. <laughs> mother trucker, dude, that hurt like a butt cheek on a stick. <laughs> it's the butt cheek on a stick that got me. I was like, yeah. Yeah. You know what? That could be kind of painful. <laughs> Oh, speaking of, like, shit going into feet, real quick, one last one. <laughs> no, no, there's another one coming. <laughs> there, there, there's another. Uh, I, I was only about, like, oh, I must have been, like, seven years old, and I was out in the garden, and my mum was walking around in flip-flops and didn't account for this, like, twig that was just homing around on the ground for no apparent reason. Said twig had... I say a twig, it was a stick had just this massive fucking thorn just like yeah. right out of the right out of the side of it no reason it was just like it was where a branch had like cut off and it was just out there my mom steps on it right stabs up through the flip-flop and into her foot pretty deep oh, too God. and i just oh, i just remember seeing that shit and being like hey, ooh, ee, ooh, huh. well, that that is that is one thing i have to say when it comes to things like that i would rather have that happen to me than have to watch it happen to my daughter or my wife because that hmm. for some reason is so much worse to me i'm like no Take, put it in my foot okay yeah <laughs> do it do it god damn it yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, number my one, number two. Number, yep. No, no we, we did number two, didn't we? I, I'm, I'm just wrapping up my number two. I was just going to oh, say. Okay. Door handle burn. What, what was your number two? Mine was, mine the, was the, the Christmas ornaments on, under the feet. Christmas ornaments in the feet. Um, so here we, here we have number one. Uh, and I brought in another reference from another movie to compare it to. Um, and I can only compare what Marv went through when he was electrocuted to that scene in the Green Mile where they don't soak the sponge. And I just <laughs> thought to myself, that is an awful fate to happen to a person. Like, yeah. And there is nothing separating what happened to Marv and what happened to the guy that gets the dry sponge treatment. And good God, what a, what a, I mean, Kevin didn't need to do him like that, man. Fuck. It, honestly, it's, it, that's, it seems like that could, that's really the only number one that it could be because, like, it's it's, it's it, it would you would die, and and that seems like the most painful and deadly compare yeah. both at the same time. Like, of course, it's played out in a cartoonish way, but if it yeah. happened like that scene in the Green Mile, you'd be like. Holy fuck, Kevin needs to go to Juvie. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. This kid needs help. <laughs> well, I think I think that's probably why, because the cartoonish nature of a lot of the pranks or a lot of the, the booby traps. Yeah. That's why my number one is my number one, even though there's no way it's going to kill you, and that is the nail in in the foot. Because if you're going off of like cringe, then yeah. It's not presented in a cartoonish way. It's just him stepping on a nail. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just oh. that that so that says a lot about me. I, I have a problem with feet things, and the nail thing for me is that that's no matter how many times I've seen that movie, the nail I I don't I almost don't want to watch that part. I'm like oh the fucking nail yeah. on the foot, fuck. Yeah. But um, so that's the my only number nail, one. Yours, you, yeah. 
The the only nails that should be near your foot are the ones on your toes. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was going to be a, a dirty joke for a second. I was like, oh, no, he's really, he's, he's mean to the toe, toenails. He means that. It shouldn't be in your butt either. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> the only nails out that you should have in your feet are for cruci- crucifying Christ. Nothing, nothing like him. nailing your butt. <laughs> Chris, Christmas time. We have to talk about the, the cru- no, they didn't, they didn't crucify Christ on Christmas. That's when he was born. <laughs> Just comes out of the womb on a cross. Poor Mary had to pass that shit. Jesus Christ. Oh God, all the angles and that. Probably wood, wood coming off splinters inside of her oh. vagina. Oof. Merry shit. Christmas. This has been the most painful episode that we've ever done, but. <laughs> oh, well, um. That's combining multiple <laughs> holidays oh, yeah. all in one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just get that out of the way. Um, oh, geez, man. So, yeah, that was our ranking of the of the Home Alone uh, booby traps. If you made it through this whole thing, you are at 100% a peanut butter platypus. And a fucking and, trooper, because Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, this has been a long one. But, hey, you know, it's, it's our holiday special. We're giving you yeah. your, your time's worth. Um, but also, it's oh, the I just, last one I, we're doing... Go ahead. I, I, I just meant they were a trooper in terms of, you know, getting through all of these, like, pain descriptions, because I feel like no. some, there's some squeamish listeners or watchers out there that yeah. could potentially have a hard time with this one. Uh, we apologize if that's the case, but... Um, yeah, trigger warning, but yeah, a little late. But yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, this is the last time we're doing this for 2022. Yes. And so... We have we obviously have to thank everybody for giving us another great year at Cranked and Ranked. Um, not only the viewers at home on YouTube, but also the podcast listeners. Um, yes. you're all very important. And uh, you know, I know it's very cliche, but it's true. Without you guys, we don't. There's no reason to do this. Mm. Um, so um, you know, I mean, we could we could probably still talk to each other about music and still have a good time. But I think you know, knowing that there's people out there that give a shit and actually enjoy it. That makes it Means even a more lot. fun. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so thanks to all of you. And, and you know, we'll, we're, we're just going to keep rocking and rolling in, uh, in 2023. Hell yeah. Got, got a lot of... Uh, I feel like variety is going to be the spice of life this coming year. Yeah. Like, like, we are not camping out in any zones. We're doing all sorts of series. Uh, we're going to shake up the... Uh, not shake up the format, but shake up the schedule a little bit, so you'll you'll yeah. have something something new to chew on every, every time. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's it's you know, it's it's all about like you know cranked and ranked as a brand now instead of an actual specific thing because yeah you know we we this year we started doing you know sidebars and we've done plenty of other things but I think overall at this point we've been doing it long enough that the people that listen to us regularly just like listening to us so. Yeah, gives us gives us room to grow, and uh, but don't worry, plenty more ranking of of discographies and other shit. That's always going to be at the heart of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't have an answer for that. Is there something else I can (laughs) help with? Siri, you are no help at all. Ladies and gentlemen, our musical guest. <laughs> she uh, she can never help with anything. Ever she just comes on and says, "I'm sorry, I don't have an answer for that." Well, then why did you even chime in? 
That's why I love uh, my watch because I, I just say a certain word and my watch decides that I'm talking to it. It's the future, folks. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so we'll be back um, in 2023 with more shit. And so, you know, obviously, for those of you who celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. And to everybody, Happy New Year. Um, yes. Hopefully, you know, hopefully 2023 is good. Um, but we'll be here along with you no matter what. So uh, mm-hmm. that's one thing you can count on. You can count on us and the Ninja you Turtles. You can count on us. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was awesome that you got that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So We're the I, Turtles. We're <laughs> 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 Coming out of our shells, yeah. I'm glad you yeah. finally got to hear that because that's that oh yeah, album is is great. I, I I need to save it back to my Spotify. I'm pretty sure it's on Spotify. Yeah. So uh, oh, we're but we're, you're getting the farty mic. It's telling us to wrap it up. So okay. So before before without further ado, at the end of the year by saying that, um, uh, but before it gets really crappy with his mic farting, we're gonna say goodbye to all of you. Have a good new year. We'll see you in 2023. Thanks for the support, and um, you're, we're gonna get a very special, almost industrial style <laughs> outing or uh, or a closure from Mr. Eddie Sparks. So as usual, I throw it over to Eddie Sparks to take us out. It's the most chaotic thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Later. <laughs>